Check, check. Check. But yeah, uh, hey, two. welcome to Red River number 64. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> every every show you like look over at me and I <laughs> still know no. <laughs> you know, I figure at least, you know, like someone writes it down, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, so we're hanging here. We're going to talk some pop culture. Today we, we have uh, our uh, guest who is unfortunately not the first Filipino we've ever had. He's the second. You know, Chris Enriquez beat you. Yeah. Hey. You know. Shout out to Chris. You're in good company, though. So uh, welcome, Joe, from Outburst. Thank you. Thank you very much. Chris is actually a Long Island kid, right? Yeah. Also? Yeah. Yep. yep. And I knew of his bands, um, but then he did a, an interview, like a quarantine interview with, with our guitar player, Mike Dijon. Yes. And so it's like he, I propped him up on the social media thing, like, hey, thanks for having him on. And then we started talking. And so I gave him a follow because I didn't really know he was on social media. Who, so, Chris? Chris, yeah. Oh, he's all over. Yeah, he, yeah he's, now I know he is. There's like Zuckerberg and him. <laughs> yeah, he's got the revolver angle and yeah, the Cibitis yeah. angle yeah, on his yeah. own page, but uh, he just did an HR yeah. uh, interview uh, yesterday. I yes. saw that. Yeah, I didn't get to listen yeah. yet. but Oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. He's taken um, his time uh, while we're all kind of like just sitting around, yeah. uh, and he started doing that, you know, and, and I love the title, obviously, Playoff, Age of Quarrel, Age mm-hmm. of Quarantine. Yeah. Um, it, it's got to be hard too. Like, I, being face to face is is great. I like it. Yeah, I miss it. Um, you know, we're getting back to it. Um, the timing you get. In the, I don't know when you're face to face with people. You know what I mean? When you're having a normal conversation, sometimes the phone's okay too. The Zoom thing is tough sometimes. It's with the digital like well, lags and stuff. It's you're talking to someone who did a Zoom that. <laughs> bit me in the ass. You finally got R.A. I finally got R.A. the Rugged Man, and he was in Germany where he lives. Oh, uh, that's, that's where he lives? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, the funny thing is, is he visited home like a week or two after. I'm thinking like, why would I just... Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing a Zoom, and I'm like, okay, I, I didn't really want to do a Zoom, but his manager was like, do a Zoom. And um, my Wi-Fi cut out like 45 minutes into it. Mm. It's tough. On top of the fact that it's just like that that uh, delay, and we're like staring at each other, and he's like, "I think I heard what you said." And yeah. The, like, do I go now? Is it? Yeah, it just breaks up the rhythm, man. Like so bad. But um, so man, thank you, Joe, for for coming to hang out with us. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, are familiar with Van Outburst. Um, that's where you play drums. Um. If, could you explain kind of like the history of the band? Um, like, I, I know you guys had like a very short history, and then somewhere along the way, you guys got some reunion shows. So just give us like yeah, a rundown. It's, it's weird. There's um, there's the brief, uh, well, I wouldn't say brief. It was like three or four years that we came up in that second wave of the New York hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Which is um, like 10 years in hardcore years. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the contemporaries of the mid-80s to like maybe 91, 92, where it started to evolve. Like burn. Yeah. yeah, I'd say the, like Burn when Underdog turned it into another, and Walter took Gorilla Biscuits and turned it into Quicksand or did his own thing. Yeah, um, that was sort of like where we kind of exited stage left, 
But um, when, you know, the raw deal was, Killing Time was still raw deal. You know, all the straight edge bands, Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuits, Side by Side, Judge. Um, you know, Rest in Pieces, Sick of It All, Breakdown. I'm sure I'm going to forget a whole bunch of these guys, but they were all They're our, not listening. All our <laughs> contemporaries, yeah. But for those who might be into the scene, who right. will be like, oh, he forgot this band. I'm sorry. <laughs> sick of it all. Uh, <laughs> rest in Pieces. That I, I might have mentioned that already. But yeah, those, that that group, that gaggle. Uh, we kind of nestled in with them and rode that wave until, you know, until Underdog turned into another and yeah, yeah. Burn and uh, Shelter, right? Um, quicksand. That's when we were like, oh, peace out. But then through the magic of the internet and like file sharing and like just pop culture, like mocking things that are like awesomely awful, which is our record cover. Um, they, there was like an appreciation. Explain that the the record cover because I know we had this discussion um, where it's like uh, you guys took a picture. It was over like by the water, right? Like yeah, up here in Brooklyn. Um, BJ Pappas, shout out to BJ. Um, and the influence that other bands. Yeah, she had this idea of just like maybe not conveying an image, but just be yourself. But in that in in that idea, she had us just pose like. And in several different poses, and she posed. She chose the one pose that it gets mocked mercilessly on the internet, which is kind of cool because yeah. people attribute it to looking like a boy band. Like I think if you see some K-pop uh, album covers today, it's sort of like, or even One Direction style. It's like you know, I could see where we're trying hard not to try hard, but we look like we're trying anyway. Yeah. Um, so that gets mocked and and homaged um, on the internet by all these hardcore bands from the two thousands. And 2010s, and even today, um, it's a sincerest form of flattery, though. It, exactly, right? and know? then and then for the music, we actually had a a resurgence of like younger bands like covering us. You go on YouTube, or you, know, you someone slips you a note like, "Hey, this band's covering you on Spotify." Mm -hmm. Like uh, for example, like um, uh, the Hardway's been covered like a bunch of times. Most recently, like before before the resurgence, like Death Threat covered us. Um, Power Trip. Yeah, Power Trip. So that, yeah. that turns into like this whole tribute. I hate saying tribute album, but it's a, it's a compilation of covers that Blackout Records, shout out to Bill Wilson, um, uh, put together with all the new bands of like today, um, each picking an opera song and, and recording it for this compilation. That's a trip. It's totally a trip. Like that's a, that's a real fucking trip. Like that's when awesome. you think about like a, a, a band that maybe you remember as like being kids and you put out these songs everyone went and did their thing afterwards um and like years later like all that shit resonated yeah that's like the, when, that, when did you find out exactly that that was bubbling i want to say in 2015 when power trip was um i mean they'd been around for a couple of years but they came to brooklyn on tour and they were still playing like small bars and stuff they were getting their name out there and i think riley posted something about them covering the intro which is like a minute and two second song instrumental and they would play it over and over again they also played a breakdown song which Mike DeJean wrote um, yeah. Jail of a Depression and they put that in their sets and the word the legend grew that uh, they'd play the outburst intro like five six times in a row <laughs> <laughs> and so this is already adding to like the bands from like maybe the 2010s who were covering our stuff like Calif Southern California seems to resonate a lot with the outburst, like, you know, like, I hate saying tribute, like, the influence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, So we got a bunch of, I started working, like, the, Bill Wilson calls me the glad hander, because I was trying to reach out to these bands, like, would you be interested in doing a compilation? It'd be kind of cool. Right. That this one band that had uh, 
one seven inch and a couple of compilation songs in the same era where like Gorilla Biscuits and Sick of It All and Killing Time were on major labels or Revelation. And here's this little, not little, but you know, little Ven turned into this band that is appreciated today. So there's the resulting result is um, the compilation is called Hot Shit Attitude. It's based on an, off of a No Choice lyric. It's up on Spotify. It's on Spotify, yeah. And it's got, boy, let me see if I can reel it top of my head. Power Trip, Fury, uh, Outskirts. Um, Man of War. Oh, I'd love to talk about Man of War. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying. Can, I wasn't we sure they were on Man of War later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crime Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wild Side, uh, Misery. And, um, and there's a, you can look at Spotify. There's a roster yeah, there's of 11 bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they all pick an opera song. Um, Wildside picked a couple, which is pretty cool. And they did their best renditions of it. And voila, covers compilation. And then like somewhere along the way too, like you guys did some reunion shows, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, but 20, like 2017, we started playing out again. And that was pretty cool. Like, we played with Killing Time a bunch of times. Were you guys That's still- your whole lineup back together for those? Uh, original Every- lineup. Members would be me, uh, George, the guitarist, Brian, the vocalist, and um, Mike, our bassist. Mike DeJean's been filling in. Well, he's he's joined on second guitar because our original guitarist, Jay, was just like a, you know. He was Mike, your roadie for a while, right? He was. He was. Um, and Mike's, Mike's in a band with Q, Unique, which we had on the show. Yes. Um, obviously, Bounty. Crown of Thorns. Yeah, yeah he, King's Bounty, exactly. So, yeah, Mike's, Mike's awesome. But the cool thing about that is Mike DeJean was our pal from the block. Mm-hmm. before there were any bands. We were all just leeway f- followers, you know, who lived on our block too. Um, so for that to kind of like, that Astoria Queens part of us, that he just wound up being in the band for these current this current lineup, I think that's pretty cool also. So Yeah, that area had a lot of really cool bands. Like you said, leeway for sure. Like what was like the influence of like Born to Expire over there for you guys? Uh, it's funny because if you're going to talk leeway for, leeway for a couple of seconds... Yeah, we remember those of us, the real ones, as they say on the block, <laughs> <laughs> who remember the demo, which was a four piece. It was AJ, Eddie, um, Jose, and Sasa who lived up the block from us, and AJ lived down the block from us. It was a demo of those songs from I think nineteen eighty five. So we heard those songs evolve and change and get new parts, and parts got taken out as AJ was writing other songs. So. Like, to this day, I, I could still play some of that stuff on a kit, like, off the top of my head, because it's so ingrained in my mind. But when Born to Expire, the finished product came out, they had already had, they had added Zowie and uh, Mike Gibbons on, on second guitar, or lead guitar. And, um, and who was the bassist? Zowie? Zowie from Circus of Power. So they were, like, really musically accomplished by that point. Whereas we remember them starting as a basement four-piece. Yeah. You know, who would cover Paranoid by Black Sabbath or... Or Whiplash by Metallica, and then they turn into this like now we're on Profile Records. We got posters, we got ads in magazines. It's kind of cool to see your friends uh, turn into that kind of sure. thing. You know? Yeah, especially that you know, and that record. Uh, you know, just the influence that, that record had on a lot of bands that uh, were metal, but also like like a total crossover a thing crossover. for sure. I never heard the demo though, but I'll take you can word. find it on YouTube. A lot of the hardcore, you find that too. I mean that. The demos sometimes, like more than any other genre, like in, 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 like the uh, the Chromags demos, Life of Agony's demo before they came. Like, VOD, yeah, the VOD stuff. They're like, more legendary than the because records, yeah. what know? it is is like I feel like that music is just not meant to be produced. It's raw. I, f- I feel it like it's yeah. meant to be raw. Yeah. So when I remember when VOD, you know, re- released those demos for someone like me that wasn't really even into hardcore, like like I heard Take Them Out. 
and seven thirty. Like th- those songs are just crazy. And then when they did that um, Roadrunner release, yeah, like they got it just, a major label. Like yes. Yeah, it polished. sounded like you know it's pol- you know it was just it was just different like you know and and i think uh yeah i don't know it's just different you know like you, you right you you just take that rawness out of it and uh for better or for worse i'm sure some people heard that it's know. one of the few genres that that if i have the choice of the demo or the the first album and the same song i'll pick the demo, the demo. version yeah. and other genres like you know i don't i don't have that relationship with i like the polished one well when you're making a record man it just you you have these songs and uh sometimes the song that you start with is not the song you end up with that's, that's exactly right <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like there are times where i'm just like oh you know you, you're you're chasing you know this song and the melody then you had a harmony here and then you had this guitar this little lead part here and then you listen to it and for better or worse, like sometimes you're just like, ah, it's just, I don't know, it's not the same. Is that your playing dead experience? Like that's what you find happens? Yeah, to man. You? <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not so sometimes um I obviously I don't sit there and listen to, to our songs unless it's the songs that we're working on. Those are the ones that I listen to the most. But every now and then, uh like today, I listened to I, I was driving to Queens, fucking sitting in traffic forever. And um I listened to one of our records from twenty seventeen, which I had a, a bad feeling like a sour taste because our guitar player left, but I listened to it. I'm like, aside from like a couple of the things that y- you would change, which I think that's always going to happen when you listen back. It's like, oh, maybe I should have went up here instead of down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's, I'm someone who needs to be kicked out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you know, the perfection, the, the the quest for perfection sometimes is a is could be a, it could be a time waster. Time waster. Because yeah. you're like, man, I had this, but then I wanted, what would it sound like if I did it this way? Yeah, man. And you've got six different takes of something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's when you need that one person, like usually, like, so the guy that we record with usually, my friend Keith, he's like one of my best friends. Um, you know, he is definitely someone who will step in and be like, it's done. It's right. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you can't sing today. Well, or you gave birth to it, so you have that attachment to it. It is. Yeah, it's the, your baby. It's always like how you hear it versus, you know, like your average listener right. might, like, that little thing doesn't sound like nobody's nobody's hearing that. No one's like, listening yeah, to yeah. it like that. Right. And that's, but yeah. that's fucked up. Like, like when I hear Walk Among Us, which sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, but to me, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, did you hear this? Like, I turned into a Martian. And they're probably like, I don't know. They're probably like thinking, like, you like this fucking hunk of shit. Like, but to me, I'm like, yeah, for the last 30 years, I've been yeah. loving it, you know, but it's just, you, you listen to it differently for sure. And so when Outburst finished up, which was what year? Um, We were all said and done probably in like late 1990. Okay. Yeah. So, for someone like you, because I, I know you play drums, but also keyboards, and I know you play keyboards because you sent me the solo to one in, in about 15 different parts. You played that for me. I played man. it for him. <laughs> I drove my wife crazy, love, so shout oh out to my God. wife. Shout out to my wife for putting up with that one Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Joe sent me like like 10 Instagram uh, <laughs> clips at a time. That was and thorough. You had like every, I, every I had piece po- and yeah. Ch- change, yeah. Like every solo in one, I hit play to, and I'm just like, this fucking guy, he's not going to do this part. He's, and then I hit play, and he does that part. I'm like, all right, but he's not going to do the breakdown. And I, sure enough, yeah, he sends the yeah. breakdown. That was hard. Even did the, the drum part, the yeah. staccato part. Um, well, I'm a failed piano player. It's the guy that I told you that nah, in the first, pa- the first yeah. podcast. I mean, I can't, sheet music looks to me like, like raisins on loose leaf, like mm-hmm. it's always been that way. But my ear is pretty good for figuring out 
you know, this sounds like it's in the key of E. Let me try it. You know, a lot of trial and error. And like, I can still play jump. I think I said this before. Like I, I can still play the jump Eddie Van Halen solo part because I did it nice. so many times as a kid when I, I knew how to read sheet music. But once I figured that I didn't need it, I just needed my ear. Yeah. I can still do stuff like that. So I but took you, piano for three years. So that I can play home sweet home and yeah. Mr. Crowley. That's it. <laughs> Mr. Crowley's amazing. If I walk by a piano, I could yeah. still play them, but I forgot everything else. When I walk by a Great piano. Great instrument to learn music with, though. When I walk yes. by a piano, it's always home sweet home. Yeah. It's always. Yeah. Like, it's fucking great. Like, I love that fucking part. And it's arguably the worst Motley Crue record of all time. <laughs> um, but I, it just, that song. Like, what what else? Was I loved it? that record when it came out, of course. Did you? But I didn't. As like, you know, as I got older, I'm like, wow, this is, there's not a lot of good shit. <laughs> it's not. I was like, what is that? 80, 85. 85. Theater of Pain? Yeah. Yeah. Theater of Pain. I was yeah. in like sixth grade. So like they could do no wrong. For they could me. do no wrong. But then as an adult, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of, lot of shit. Yeah, a lot, a lot of throwaway music. Yeah. yeah, I thought Doctor Philly was much much better. Because they get to the Elvis cover on there, right? Or no? No, That's smoking girls, in the girls, boys' girls room. Station. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They covered the Jailhouse Rock on Girls Girls Girls. I think. <laughs> yes. Which is as bad as covering like Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> That's usually when they're like, okay, we need a record and we have no more songs. Yeah. And Tommy it was live leaves, too, I think. And and they're doing coke and we don't know what to do. So yeah, we have to fill this. We have to fill. Yeah. How about yeah. Jailhouse Rock? Can you guys do that one? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that one. I think Mick played on the original. Yeah. On the, yeah. On Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, yeah. When he was in his mid thirties, <laughs> for sure. Like um, on the on the Outburst Seven Inch, there is actually a eleven second song called SGI, um, and it's me just fooling around on a keyboard, shamelessly ripping off Terrence Trent Darby's "Wishing Well" riff. And you know, nobody's really confronted me on that, so oh, I'm like, yeah, it's over now. I have to give it up. That's totally what I ripped off <laughs> because we were sitting around just mixing stuff, and I'm like, he had, and Bob Vandermark and Legend Studios had a keyboard in, in the studio, so I was just like, let me figure, I'll mess around with this, and then Bob was like, why don't you record that? Oh, that is that the one in Setauket? Yes, East Setauket, New York. Man, imagine right. that all the way out east. And back then to us. That ain't all the way. Oh, no. I mean, he's from Mattatuck, so it's, Oh, okay. That's yeah. kind of like... Not <laughs> another land. Yeah. That's considered North Shore? North Fork? Yeah. 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 Shout out to Nofo Doko. Boom. There's a place called Doko. Bayview Farms on the way to Mattatuck that we yeah. passed by. Yeah. <laughs> That's solely not, not hardcore at all, but... The it's way, out there. It's a nice place, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not hardcore at all. I mean, not like Terrence Trent Darby. No, not at all. <laughs> we did but, have trip face. But you kept... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you kept um, you kept playing keyboards. You must have, because all the stuff you send me is... Like, I mean, w I remember mentioning a bad English song and this motherfucker sends me like when I see yeah. you smile I, I, I recorded that so my idea was that's ridiculous um, <laughs> I was like that was the most random shit uh, on my Instagram I just I was I have a synthesizer that my wife bought me for Christmas like in like I don't know 2006 she regret it? Uh, well that day I was playing Metallica all day yeah. she probably did <laughs> But I, I figured out, you know, since I got the ear, and now with YouTube, you can see, you can find out what key songs are in it and just sure. noodle it. So I just, I started out doing like a video every like Sunday morning. I started out with like the Commodore's Easy. Mm. And I was like, why don't I call it Easy like Piano Morning? And I'd try to do a clip back then when it was 15 seconds. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So I could do like little 15 second clips. Then they gave me a minute. And so my world expanded to like, you know, 
like have you seen my Lionel Richie hello solo that's nice. pretty nice no. yeah because you can do all different sounds on the on the synthesizer so yeah. that, how, how did you get like you know because Brian and I are, are the same way we, we like all, like wide nets of music so where did that come from for you uh which the, the piano no, I mean just like the, just your taste in music yeah. is, oh, is like, so like wide, you know, diverse. Yeah. There was a point in time, maybe high school, where, you know, and you everyone knows about clicks, right? And musical tastes kind of go involved uh, hand in hand with that. Like alongside, like there's a heavy metal crowd, there's a punk rock crowd. We oh, covered yeah. that in the Days and Confused episode. Oh, yeah. so see, and I definitely got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but in in my high school, there were clicks like that. Even on my block, you know, there were the metal kids. The guys in Leeway, they didn't like just they didn't just like metal. They liked also punk rock too. Um, then our friends from around the corner um, liked hip hop. They would bring they would bring the cassettes like you know that you'd buy of Run DMC and LL Cool J. So I think in the mid '80s is a great melting pot for music, and the guard kind of dropped on like uh, there's no shame in my game, right? Like so I like. The Beastie Boys. Well, Beastie Boys put Slayer on there, No Sleeps in Brooklyn. So if you like Slayer, you should listen to this. And then your mind's kind of, it's like the peanut butter and yeah. chocolate, like the Reese's Pieces uh, commercial. Right. So the more experimentation and the more mixing in that, that period of time. Uh, License to Ill was a big one that everybody had, no matter what you were into. Yeah. It, I, it never hit me. License really? to Ill? Mm. What? Yeah. How's that possible? I don't know. I didn't really fuck with them till Paul's Boutique, but it wasn't really, really till Check Your Head. Okay. When um, Pass the Mic came out, like I was 14 and I was getting into skateboarding and that video, and I was right. like, whoa. And the Bad Brain sample? Yeah, I'm like, this is like the band that did Fight for Your Right. I'm like, it just blew my mind. Then from there, like I heard, um, you know, then we went back. I really paid attention to Paul's Boutique at that time then. There's some crazy stuff on that record. On that, yeah. yeah. Those are, and it's always the same thing. Like, out of those two records, what's your favorite? Paul's Boutique versus Check Your Head? Yeah. It changes every year for me. I, yeah, that's like a coin flip for me. Yeah. I, today, I'll say Paul's Boutique. Okay. Man. It's just uh, those samples were the best, man. Totally. I'd the probably say Paul's Boutique, but you could ask me in an hour and yeah. it could be different because Check Your Head was, was a huge record for huge. me too when it came out. So what you want, like it's just like the drums, like it was just so whole, perfect. Not even just the music too, like their, Visual. their, their, their clothes yeah. that they were rocking, that thrift store wear and stuff. Well, they, like, had, they, they were like trendsetting. Well, I, we would go to their store. So whenever like me and my friends would go into the city. Uh, Yellow Red Bastard. Well, Yellow Rap, I love that place. That's a great store. I didn't know that they were they part owners of that. Mike D, I think, was his. Oh, interesting. He was, like, but he he also had um yeah, the magazine Grand the Royal du- came so, out then. Damn, I forgot the name of their store, but it was like it might have been Grand Royal, just like the label or or like Dust something. I don't know, but they had their own store, Yellow Rap Bastard. It's funny too because I would go to Yellow Rap Bastard and buy um, serial killer shirts because it was yeah. the only time that I remember back then that had like mo- movie stills on T-shirts. Right. So it was like Reservoir Dogs, awesome. like Pulp Fiction, yeah. and like to like pop culture junkies, like I'm like, I need that. Like I fucking, there was one I remember uh, that had like the porn star Gentile at the time. She was like a big vivid girl. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) You know, and like you wouldn't know, but if you know, you know, and you buy it. Yeah. 
What a clever name. I know. Just as a side note to that genteel reference, yeah. um, Jules Jordan is a big New York oh, hardcore fan. He is, I know. And it's amazing. Yeah. He's, you know, he was at our shows in the 90s. He sends me pictures yeah, of he, like when he was at the club. He's like friends with gore, you know, nonfiction and f- like he's all like I always see him in like the, you know, like the mad ball comments and shit, you know, like he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a Philly legit. guy. So totally legit. Yeah. So he yeah. would go down to the uh, Wilkes-Barre shows in Pennsylvania and he got pictures of uh, us playing this small like club with a half pipe in the back. And years later, he just reached out to me. He's like, hey, I got these pictures. I'm like, you're Jules Jordan, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, no, all right, cool. Like what kind know. of pictures? Yeah. <laughs> no, sadly, it's just of us playing, <laughs> playing oh, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool stage. You got any of those penetration pictures? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's cool. So, uh, you just kept playing. I know you still play drums in this quarantine. You were also, um, doing some drum videos too, right? So like yeah, you, yeah. you're, you're constantly still pretty musical. It's, it's the thing where like you guys, you got to keep moving back in the, in the beginning of the quarantine. It's like, uh, remember how they had all these new things like, um, post the stupidest picture of you, you know, all these <laughs> I, little I that one. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I participated in that one too. Yeah. <laughs> But um, since I played music anyway, I just, with iPhone and my daughter has like a, a mic stand for her, you know, her music classes. So I'm like, I did, I think, I think the thing you do, that thing you do was the first okay. one. And you, I think you chimed in like, I love that song, right? Because it's yes. found in some Wayne. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, the little Foo Fighters. Yes, um, the Foo Fighter thing. Uh, I think I did Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you did. I Every time, when you mention them now, I remember Yeah, them. Bruno Mars. Um. But that takes that takes motivation though, and now that the longer the quarantine drags on, you're like maybe it's just easier to do a piano video. Yeah, instead. yeah, right. Are you kids uh, into music? Uh my daughter's a self-taught ukulele player. Wow. So, I have this thing where, I, kind of mockingly, I love playing "Panic at the Disco." Mm-hmm. Um, I chimed in with. Oh yeah, yeah. Two. That's that's the only song I know. Right. What's the name of that song? I don't know. I don't even know yeah. the name of the song. <laughs> Isn't that sick? No, but I know it. I when you said that name, that's the song that popped in my yeah, head. I write tragedies, so not sins. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my daughter, she took her phone and figured it out on YouTube, and then she comes into my room and she's like, "Oh look!" Uh, and she played it and she sang it. Wow. So we still have to duet on that eventually. Nice. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, my son tried piano and guitar. Uh, my my son was cool down to do anything. Um, so he tried piano and guitar and then I guess he realized like, I'd much rather play video games. Yeah. So, but at least he gave it a oh, shot. I feel you, know? you man. My <laughs> right? kid's the same way. My son. Yeah. I had him at school of rock and everything. It just yeah. didn't take, but yeah. If he gets homeschooled next year, we'll see what happens. If the school's open, he's going, he's going back to music lessons. You're going to teach him like I'm the, like him. the Sam Dunn headbanger journey. Yeah. You just sit him down. Like, music be like appreciation. This is grind core. <laughs> Yeah, you know. we're gonna start with Gregorian chants, yeah. and we're gonna build <laughs> to where we're at right now. Um, He's gonna so hate it. Before we get to our list, I, there's also another thing that you do on Facebook, which I thought was interesting. I wanted to know the origin of um, what do you call it? Like a summer flashback? Yeah, or something? Like just twenty year flashback. I've been doing it since 2010, so I've been at it for like ten years. But when I saw how Sam's a big pop culture person after we did our first podcast. I'm like, I think you had said this, like, why didn't we meet like decades ago? Cause our minds work the same way. Yeah. Very compartmentalizing yeah. into years. And, uh, like today, today is a, uh, we're in 2020, right? So I'm doing the songs of 2000. And since 1990, I was doing, 
Uh, since 2010, I was doing the songs of 1990. 2011, the songs of 1991. But it's just from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, just right. a summer thing. Yeah, yeah. And I tag all the friends who like say, "Hey, keep doing it. Don't stop. This is great. It takes me back memories." And it is. It's it's cool. Like uh, like today you did Blaze of Glory. Yes, which <laughs> was <laughs> fucking like you remember that? Like uh, New Jersey came out. And that was huge, and I guess they toured on it forever. So John's like, "All right, I'm gonna go do this uh, soundtrack to the Young, Young Guns." Guns. Young uh, Guns two. It was Young Guns two. Was it? Yeah, because for, you know, first Young Guns was '88. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I always thought it was the first one. Yeah, me too. So, I guess it just melted in there. Shout out to Emilio Estevez, anyway. But um, <laughs> also, um, and then Richie Sambora made uh, "Stranger in This Town," which I thought was a really good solo record. Ballad of Youth on there. I heard that one. Oh, really? That's some really cool. I wasn't songs. a big Bon Jovi fan though. No, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, you don't like living in sin. None of that shit. I used to, you know. Nah, I just couldn't get into them. Yeah. I don't know what it was. You hated blowjobs, I guess. <laughs> I was a youngin, man. I just wasn't wasn't having it. Yeah, man. you didn't uh, have a fight in the back seat of the car with your prom date. They just <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. I just wanted to know the origin of it because you added me to it, and yeah. I was just like, because the caption, there's always like a caption to it. So yeah, where where does the caption come from? Uh, well, so it's a reminiscing thing, and I so I'll go all the way back to like let's start with 1990, sure. right? I was big on MTV because our block just got cable in 89. So I was oh, watching shit. a lot yeah, of MTV. Yeah. Double dare. Sh- yeah. Shout out to Daisy Fuentes, my favorite. Yes, oh, me too. Ciao, Cito, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I Yo, would, she married Richard Marks. Unbelievable. I love yeah. them both now. Yeah. And Richard Marks is like a hero on Twitter. You see, yeah, he, he is. He is yeah, yeah, yeah. on Twitter. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, like funny? Yeah, he's like, a what, funny he's dude. Just, yeah, he follow. just goes at people and, yeah. you know, he's, Richard he's, he's Marks. a tech, Yeah, Yeah, Richard Marks. Wow. Yeah. I always say tweeting against him is now a hazard. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's bringing that smoke. But, um, but I would, I would, I just loved MTV back in the day. 1990 was probably the year I would go to school. I was in college back then, and I would take a VCR tape, six hours, yep, right? The length. Too. Yep, yep. Pop it in when I left mm-hmm. and come back when I come from school. I got like six hours worth, which would always include Daisy Shift. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think Adam Curry was in there. Yeah. Um, Who you know, else is on there? Back then? I'm trying to think. Karen Duffy was later because she was like my she other was favorite. Fun. She was my favorite. Oh my god! But I love Daisy. Daisy, like she went on to do House of Style. Yes. Uh, but Daisy Fuentes, for me, like she is like what um, I would normally like. Like if if I was looking for a girlfriend, like she, you know, all the boxes were checked there. Like as far as like you know physical appearance, yeah. <laughs> very good looking girl. Um, yeah, right. Fuentes, but Adam Curry was a sh- like I, I don't want to say he's, he was a shit, but he was like. He was the, the primetime guy. He was the the guy. Yeah, he did. And then he died. invented podcasting. He invented podcasting. Yeah, I know. The Podfather. <laughs> he, he did shout dial out to MTV. Dan Cortez. Yeah, shout out. To <laughs> Sporting fool. Yeah, <laughs> Remember that dumb shit they used to like? They, well, he had the MTV Sports, but they'd have the Rock and Jock softball game. Yeah, yes. they would have like random television celebrities Rock. and a couple of musicians and playing so like who? Yeah. Steve Vai played the, the the national anthem on the guitar. <laughs> Um, but it was all always like these, like because um, at that at that time it was like all like the hair metal dudes yeah. that were not very athletic, and they threw the way they looked, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know definitely like, like like you would throw with your left hand, yeah, if like you were right-handed, <laughs> like a handful of makeup. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, except for like Dave Mustaine, he he looked. There's a couple athletes. Yeah, that. Dave used to play baseball. Flea would come out. Flea had some chops. Yeah. <laughs> Flea could play basketball, basketball. Too. Yeah, yeah, they had a basketball game, Well, later too. on, they, they did that. It was the bricklayers versus the... <laughs> yeah, Rock and Jock oh, B-Bowl Jam. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's what it was called. John yeah. Sally. I forget like, who yeah. else was on yeah. there. But yeah, um, man, we were kids of, of MTV for sure. Exactly. So, so um, I would say, like, look at these people. They get to sit in front of a camera and tell you what videos are, are going to be played. Yeah. yeah. And then every now and then, they'll have little news segments like Kurt Loder, Tabitha Sorry. Yes, that was another one. Um and so I, I always thought that that was kind of cool. I, I didn't audition for the radio station at St. John's, which I should have. But it was like like a radius of like three blocks on campus, like AM AM dial. But I always thought like sharing music that way was kind of cool. Sure. And if you didn't like it, don't listen. Or if you did like it, maybe thank me for like, hey, you've turned me on to this song. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of music sharing with a little bit of like, you know, tidbit of trivia. So that's how like I started with the Facebook thing because like you could post a video, and you can put a little like small paragraph about where it, where it went, how it started, the top peak chart on Billboard. Um, you know what kills me? People that? that post videos without a caption, it just murders myself. <laughs> like I just look at her, even if the, anyone who posts anything without a caption, I do. It you all know, the like time. it's it's one of those things that's like you know it's like uh, somebody posted something that was like. This was just completely left field. Like somebody called out like Bill Gates for being like a pedophile, like something insane, <laughs> but there was no caption and I hit play on the video and I'm thinking like, is this your way of like backpedaling? If yeah. anyone brings it up, it's like, oh, I don't know. I just put it. It's like, uh, right. It, I you have it. no caption. Sometimes I just don't know what to add to it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't notice. Like if it's a short little video, it speaks for itself. No, no, for sure. But like I'm talking about one. like like what he does like with the video. Like yes. I just I just always have something to say if I'm going to post a video. Right. You know, um, whatever. Like today I posted the commercial for Demons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 1985, like I guess Dario Argento made a, a commercial and um, they were promoting the soundtrack. Which was super metal Great soundtrack, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's like this long paragraph because I'm thinking like it was a, a movie that <laughs> that I haven't seen. Yeah, there it is, a movie that I haven't that that I've oh, seen a awesome. few times. <laughs> yeah, we're we're looking at the at the footage. Yeah, so uh, I I added Sam this year because when hair. I when yeah. I saw him for the first time for the uh, If I Rolled the World podcast, right. I was like, this guy is kind of like our minds are the same. Like yeah. we talk about like this kind of stuff, so. Shit, no one cares about. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> we're big. We're big uh, into minutia. But musically, like you know, like it just takes you back. Even if you hated the song, you might remember, like, oh, this girl I was in love with liked that song. Yeah. And you know, all of a sudden, you're reminiscing. And he did add me to a Creed thread, though. I was a little. <laughs> yeah, and you said <laughs> well, no. Well, I'll pump the brakes here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I added the the Marlin song. Right? Yes, the the uh, Scott the ball game. Sword. Yes, Scott Stapp. What was it called? So, yeah, Marlin's Marlin. gonna win or something like yeah. that. It was yeah. terrible. One strike, two strike, like three. Like it was just so insane. That guy is just the punchline, man. It, but but, tr- but that Tremonti guy, great guitar player. Yeah, wrote some good Definitely riffs. Great yeah, really. Like if you hear the riffs on on even that higher song, really cool. It's just you know Scott's voice is uh you know. But he says I, I, I play the hits. Yeah, right. that's all. I'm not saying that I loved it. Right. But uh, it was one of the th- songs I remember being on the radio. Time capsule. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I'm a I'm what you would call like a a professional reminiscer. 
Yeah. Right. I just love the past. I like that. <laughs> so, do you do you watch the Goldbergs? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. I know oh. it's in syndication now. Is it still first rate, first run, or did it go? Uh, did they retire it? No, no, it's still going. It's still going. But like, I caught it um, on reruns because yeah, I, I, I didn't know. Like my friends, with you know, like Parker would talk about it, right? And like it was just in one ear and out the other. And one day I watched one episode, and I'm like, '80s references everywhere." I'm like, "This is yeah. the greatest show <laughs> that has ever been written ever." You know, like everything about it was just. It's like 22 minutes of like, like you said, a professional uh, romanticizer, reminiscer, reminiscer. Yeah, yeah, that's my. Um, it's just everything about it. Like you know, it's today we're going to talk about RoboCop or fucking like mm. it's just insane. Like yeah. everything, like it's like you take a straw out and two lines of nostalgia coming right <laughs> up. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so today we're going to talk some lists. Um, I figure you know we uh, the world uh, is in need of love. So yes. today, these two lists we have uh, power ballads. Yes, um, we picked a, a specific year, right. a piece. I picked eighty-seven. Lang and you picked eighty-nine. Eighty-nine, and you picked ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then after that, we have our uh, favorite love uh, hip hop love songs. Yes. Um. So yeah, we we took a a, a love detour here. You know. <laughs> Giving the world what it needs. I, I also think that the this combination is. I was on the way over here. I was thinking about like how Terrible? you were gonna. Yes. No, it's like um a black and no white sense. cookie because you've got this podcast is the cookie and the black side right. is the hip hop. Yes. And the white side would be the oh power easy, easy. Yeah. Oh, that's it. We just got cancer. <laughs> I mean vanilla and chocolate. We, how just, about got, that? we just got thrown. <laughs> just lost our sponsors of uh, black and white cookies from Entenmann. Yeah, that goes Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah. So, power ballads. What do you think is a power ballad? So my con- conceptually, I, power ballad to me is like it's got that you got to check the boxes of it's got to be about love, right? But it doesn't have to be. But it, it most of the time it is. It's got to be slow and kind of brooding or plotting. Can't if you go above a certain like beats per minute you're like that's too up tempo to be right. like if you can snap your fingers to it i don't think it's a ballad um Agreed. you know what's the difference between because i was i was trying to think of this as i was picking these songs what do you think the difference between a ballad and a power ballad is uh distortion in a power chord guitar like something right. that rings out all right so we're on the same page it's got the <laughs> dynamic difference it's got a soft part it's got yeah. a part yeah. where it rocks. For, yeah. for me like with 1987 because like Robo- RoboCop's been on cable nonstop, and I was like, I'm just, I was just stuck on 87. I was thinking of Hysteria and RoboCop. Those were the two things I was thinking that maybe choose <laughs> that monster year. Monster album, you oh, know. Album. Um, but some people don't remember it that way. Like, it, so I Hysteria? was ni- I was nine, and that was probably the first cassette I bought. I bought Tone Loke, Loked After Dark, um, from a Genovese when they sold cassettes. Genovese drugs and um, and Hysteria. And I guess as I got older, I get it. So On Through the Night, which was the first record, High and Dry, and then Pyromania. Those three first three records came out, and then the next one is Hysteria. Like, I get why the older audience is like, I don't know what this is. You're looking at me. (laughs) Well, Pyromania is the first, because I got Pyromania (laughs) and Fair Warning were my first, like, cool cassettes, yeah, that I ever got for Christmas. Wait, sorry. Are you a big Van Halen guy for real? Roth era. Yeah. Well, my yes. daughter, I named my, 
my wife and I named our daughter Helen. Oh, that's awesome. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> Top I love that. It. I love it. What's your what's your son's name? Aiden. Oh. <laughs> I have to close enough. Yeah. No, I'm a huge Van Halen. I love Dave and I love Daddy. You don't mess with Sammy though? Nah. Well, can you tolerate I st- anything? I still, uh, I'm starting to get over it. <laughs> I'm 47 years old now. I'm starting to get over the fact that it's probably impossible to be in a band with David Lee Roth. But uh, I, there, there's, there's some. Uh, I had 5150 when it came out, and uh, I just didn't just like it as much. To see what it was about, I had to see, and I still Eddie's it's the just, reason I picked different. the guitar up. So I always love. I still he's my favorite guitar player. Do you so think I like? Hear it, do you think but, like uh, solo David Lee Roth is better than that? I think Eat 'Em and Smile is better than 5150. Yeah, it just. Uh, that everything that made Van Halen that swagger and shit that Roth brought that, with that the kept, it rock. kept going on with Eat Him and Smile. Yeah, you know even Skyscraper a little. That's bit. like the seventh Van Halen album to me. <laughs> and but I get listen, they did well obviously with Fifty One Fifty, but it was a different direction that I just wasn't feeling it. I, th- I think Why Can't This Be Love is uh, the best Van Halen song oh, ever written. Christ, is that sincere? Stop, yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> See, uh, so you, you that song me- is so good. You ask me unchained all that shit. Come that's on. great too. I mean, if mean you ask, streets. I always answer it this way to anyone who asks me which I prefer. I say I love it like I both. I love my both of my kids. I love them equally. Right. I don't fuck with the Sharon stuff though. That's like a redheaded stepchild. I like that <laughs> I one single. That. Nobody likes that. I like that one single. Like without you, I think it's called. Oh yeah, that's all right. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I'm just glad to see they didn't quit. They supposedly made a. I was watching on YouTube. Uh, there's some kid that breaks has like these seven minute uh, backstories of rock stuff. I, can't, I wish I remember the name of it, but I know we were going to be talking about. Oh, it. I think I think I I'm I'm yeah. on that. And there's thing. a Van Halen because um, there was like a Skid Row one. There's a yes, few of them. Yeah, it's got yeah. like a red yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, background yeah. or whatever. But the, the Sharon or whatever that they recorded another record and never released it. <laughs> Thank goodness. But <laughs> of course they say it's like that should have been the record instead of Van Halen 3. We released the wrong thing. Of course, do we know that? Nobody's ever heard it, I, but I supposedly. Think, I think it's tough, man. I think you you get away with it once and those guys uh trying to get away with it a, a second time is Yeah. Is, I agree. No one could do that. Yeah. You know, like Iron Maiden did it once, uh, AC/DC did it once. Uh, Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, they did it once, and I think that was all they got away with. <laughs> they kept trying, though. But the Dio Sabbath is pretty really good. Though. No, yeah, for I sure. Really I think good. I think Ozzy and Dio are the ones that that most people like. Other than that, like who well, else? There was a million guys. After yeah, there was that. a million guys after, but like those right. are like the and t- good singers, but yeah. just with Glenn Hughes was yeah, in Glenn it for Hughes, a minute. Right. Uh, Ray Gillen, yeah, uh, and I'm leaving out. No, Ray. Not Ray. Ray Ian, was Ian Ray, Gillen. Ian Gillen. Yeah, yeah because Ray no, was Ian, Badlands. Yeah, he did. He was in Sabbath for a minute too. What the guy from Badlands? Yeah. Oh yeah. Badlands. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Ian Gillen record with that Born Again. That was a good record. That, okay. But uh, zero, zero the hero. Yeah, there's some killer shit. Song. Trash. That song Trash, rips, yeah. man. Yeah. But uh, wow, we're but going no, all. But no we're power. Going no power ballads. Yeah. No power ballads. <laughs> no power ballads about Sabbath. I don't think. No. Do you do you agree with his definition of a power ballad? One hundred percent. Yeah. So that that's kind of because I was like trying to think. I was thinking of like the replacements. If like, it stays soft the whole time, yeah, not soft, but you know, chill, mellow, whatever, yeah. and doesn't have that dynamic part, maybe in the chorus or the outro. Ballad. It's right. just a ballad. If it's got that 
harder edge that pops up. Not yeah. like hard like Slayer or some shit, but you know, a change in the the tone, like you said, distortion or whatever. You have a ballad and then you add the power. Little balls in there. <laughs> but <laughs> what about image though? Like if you have long hair and you do just an acoustic song like To Be With You or More Than Words. No. It's not a power ballad? I don't think so. Because it makes most of the lists uh, you really? see out there. It's, it's lumped in words with the genre. is not a power ballad to me. That's just I mean, maybe it gets a little dynamic, I'd but not so much. You want to subcategorize it as a hair ballad, right? Maybe wholehearted. They had one that. short hair guy, right? Extreme. Just the drummer. No, the bass player. Oh, yeah, it was the drummer. The drummer had the short yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, uh, the, when they did uh, Bands Reunited on VH1, they tried to reunite them. Remember I always paid attention to that shit. Like yeah. the haircuts. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm still to the point where, like, if if a metal band comes out and like they all like at least one guy's got to have fucking long hair. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like looking at you. So Skeptical. I was like, I don't yeah, know yeah. about this. Yeah, I don't know about these guys. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with this. Like the but, com- uh, like that sheriff cover. <laughs> we that like, guy didn't belong. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah, two guys there that looked. But you were about to talk before I cut you off. Bands reunited. That was a fantastic. That was show. a great, fun show. Did yeah. they get the whole band extreme together? No, not Nuno they wasn't having it. Nuno wasn't having it. Well, he was playing with probably Perry Farrell at the time, right? Or he does like session. He plays with like Rihanna and all that kind yeah. of shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he was getting real money. Yeah, but he yeah. did Red he Beach did, too. They did play yeah. uh, Red Beach from Winger. Yeah, they both play with like Pink Rihanna. They go on those session tours work. and yeah. just kill it. You yeah, know? and then just come off and do whatever the fuck they feel like. It. I <laughs> yeah, think Extreme awesome. actually got together again. They did, yeah. and they played the Paramount. Did they? Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was gonna go. Uh, I heard they were very good. You know, I just, uh, they, uh, I, I, I could sit Say through no it. More. I, could, <laughs> I could sit through a set. I mean, maybe yeah. I never want to hear Kid Ego, but you know, like. Yeah, I, they had some, just, they got real goofy and shit. But I mean, as a guitar, I mean, Nino Betancourt is an player, absolute right? beast. Yeah. I think well, he, I think he got on my radar from the Bill and Ted solo. Wasn't that him on the, that Bill and Ted solo? Maybe. For the song, uh, Play With Me. Oh, That's wow. a great song. Yeah, that Play solo lick was always on the Bill and Ted commercial. It breaks down into this like insane solo that yeah. is just mental, and uh, that's what got Nuno on my radar. Well, they but, had on um, the uh, Guitar Center, no Guitar World, the magazine transcribed "Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee" from uh, Porno Graffiti Two, and I've tried to like <laughs> learn that. I'm like, I don't know why I wanted to learn that, but it was just like, just so stupid. It's ridiculous. If we're gonna- Stay on extreme for one, yeah. sure. one more second. <laughs> Go for it, man. The one of the coolest things I've ever seen from them. Obviously, more than words. Everyone loves that. You know, wholehearted. Great song. More than words. Really great lyrics. But if you ever seen the full set, which is like about twenty minutes of their opening for the concert for Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. in '92 at Wembley, they do a Queen medley to warm up the crowd for what's about to happen the rest of the day. It's amazing. It's just amazing. If you're a Queen fan, even better. But wow. just the playing, the way they transition. Oh, they all had chops. And the, oh, they yeah. were all Sharon could great sing, players. You yeah. know what I mean? No question. Yeah. But. So if anyone's looking for uh, 19 minutes to spare, just check out Queen on YouTube. Uh, Extreme's Queen medley at the 92 concert it. for Freddie. Nice. Uh, didn't think we were going to cover Extreme this much, but uh, here we're, we yeah. are. Oh, we since are, we're not we're, doing... Since we're more covering than, everything. Since yeah. more than words isn't making it as a ballad, then <laughs> we... Pop, yeah. Culture bomb just yeah. went off in here. Like... <laughs> Boom. I'm glad I came. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So dude. let's let's start off with uh, top five power ballads. Uh, I have 87. Lang, you have 89. So let's start with our guest uh, today, uh, 1990? Joe. 1990? Yeah. So 1990, give me your number five. We'll, we'll go around the... 
give give us the first one. Oh, so we're like five. We're gonna go five. Like five, a backwards five. countdown, like number yeah, one yeah. being the be all end all. Yeah, but you right. get five, then he'll get five. I'll I get see. Five. Okay. Um, don't bust that nut yet. Edge. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Winger miles away. That was 1990. It was 1990. All my all my um, selections are are verified by Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> For I, I'm date. always nervous when I do this because I'm pretty. We did like a movie one one year, and yeah. Sam's like, "That didn't come out. That I've had them all wrong." Yeah. Like, oh, if you think you might be like <laughs> off by a year or whatever, you just let me know because I'll. All I right. did all this research. Gotcha. Miles fact away. checker. That's a good one. Um, did, that's on the first. That's first second record. One. Second, second record. Yeah. Um, I liked it because they 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 referenced this '80s soft rock song called um, "Just When I Needed You Most." And if you know this one. Wow, it's from oh. a obscure movie called Private Lessons, uh, oh, which is wow. like kind of an R-rated like porno. Yeah, in I the age of Fast movie. Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, um, Private Lessons was. I remember seeing it in the theater because it's like an older lady would. Yes, right? like yes. A tutor or something. Howard Hessman was in it from WKR. Yo, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Class. And Police Academy too. Yes, yes. Um, but for, on the soundtrack, I bought the cassette because I liked the song "Just When I Needed You Most" by Randy Van Warmer. So, you know. When I heard you know, it, I didn't like, think we were going to cover Randy Van Warmer yeah. in this episode. Yet yeah, here we are. Well, I knew it was going to be in uh, <laughs> in the winger section of the the program, but um, the chorus is like just what I needed you most. You're yeah. miles away. Um, it's got a little keyboard in it. You know, pretty good guitar solo and those power chords. And I like Winger. I thought they were pretty yeah. cool. That was know? a good record. Easy yeah. come, easy go easy was come, on there. Yeah. Uh, can't get enough was fun. I never heard the second record, but I did fuck with the first one. Did you? Yeah. I like the second one more than the first. I love Red Beach. Yeah. Headed, I hated Headed for a Heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Headed for a Heartbreak. Song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, Beavis and Butthead thing because like they crushed I it. never really thought about it until later when they're like, yeah, th- their career got like so, like kind of like beat by like Beavis Stewart, and Butthead. Because of Stewart. <laughs> yeah, because they were like- They kinda... gave the biggest herb, the winger yeah. shirt. Yeah, shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's so fucked up. So, um, Beavis and Butthead was very important, you know, they for d- like bands getting like exposure, uh, yeah, or ridicule, like a ton of them, or videos that never got play, and then Mike Judge for whatever reason decided to pull it up and have some fun with it. Yeah, all of a sudden careers were made. You know, what a great format. Or broken. <laughs> oh, who I when we we had on Michael Olago uh, for If I Rule the World, and he said the same thing. Like when he signed, he signed White zombie to geffen mm. and they just couldn't break they blew up and it. he said one day that video made it to beavis and butthead and he's like everything changed it was the first me. reaction videos yeah before yeah, YouTube yeah. Had which it. was it more human than human was oh it? no for that it, it might have been like black sunshine but it was wow. black sunshine or, or thunder, thunder kiss so at the end of uh, one of our records uh, in 2012 um, I would always play that Thunder Kiss 65 riff. I don't know why. Like, we would just be practicing, and before, like, I don't know, just out of nowhere, I'd go, dun, 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 and everyone would play along for like two seconds, and awesome. then we would say, I don't know. It was just this thing that we That's kept kind of going. fun groove, that song, man. Yeah. So at the end of that record, like, if you wait till the last song and wait till the very end, you hear that riff, and then the, the record ends. <laughs> and shout uh, out to Sean. No, 1989 for Lang. And what do you have for number five? Uh, all right. The only thing on the power ballad criteria, I didn't, they aren't all love songs. I oh, it doesn't have, matter. All right. But dynamically they follow. Uh, my number five is, uh, the Colt Edie Chow Baby oh, from, wow. uh, Electric. uh, no, the Sonic Temple. Oh, you're 89. That's yes. right. That makes sense. 
which is a fantastic record. was 87, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic record, top to bottom, obviously. That was a huge album for them. And, huge. Uh, but that ballad, there's a, there, there's a couple of tunes on that record that might fall in the ballad category. This is the purest that met the criteria, but uh, it's just gr- a great riff, great songwriting. Billy Duffy, you know, Ian's at the top of his game singing. Yeah. It's gr- perfect. Great record. I, I remember that time. That was that was a, a total MTV era right Huge. there. I mean, that record. I, I love Ian and Creepshow 2 and the Chief Woodenhead <laughs> skit, remember? <Wow. laughs> yeah. That joke was just for us. No one else. for us. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I remember just listening to that, and, and uh, it was around the time I started listening to The Doors, and I saw like that parallel. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I completely time. get it. And not too far, like right? Like I, maybe 89 or 90 was The Doors documentary. Uh, no, the movie that... Uh, Valley Yeah. That was uh, like 1990. I saw the cold open from Metallica on that tour, too, and uh, they killed live, except for... They, they had a tough time when Ian came out with the tambourine, the Metallica audience. <laughs> yeah, didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. Like, dude, don't put the tambourine put away. The tambourine put it away. Down. You got him. Just don't do that. It's not cool. <laughs> oh boy, this is tough. So, 1987. I like I said, there was no rhyme or reason for me to pick this. Um, there was. This was interesting because I couldn't really narrow it down. I had a few honorable mentions. Uh, you know, save those for the end after we've done all of our. Yeah. You know. My, all right. So then yeah. I'll do that. So. Um, God, I guess I'm just gonna have to. Are you prioritizing now? Yeah, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna go number five. Uh, In excess, never tear us apart. Nice. Um, cover me bad. Used to cover this. Oh, well, we still do whenever we play. But uh, really fun song. Uh, a sax solo, which is you know. Yeah. But it's 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 one of those things where I thought to myself, I'm like, is this a ballad or is it a power ballad? And then that just that chorus into like that lead like that's where the power really comes from like because it it like really elevates there and then it drops i think the verses are actually harder than the chorus uh but that's my number five in excess never tear us apart i think it's uh you know a song that a lot of people had sex to in 87 (laughs) (laughs) just wanted to shout that out right in right before the sax solo the drummer does a nice little fill that goes and then he Brings it to a stop. Yeah, and yeah, oh, the yeah. Sax solo is like, yes, yeah, and that's kind of like, oh, like you feel that, you know, you do, right? Because that's mm-hmm. usually where, like, uh, like a jerk off, I would jump and land on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you got for number four, Joe? Uh, okay, number four, I'm going to go with "Kiss Forever." Oh wow! Co-written by Michael Bolton. Really? Oh, I thought it was Desmond Child. Uh, I know Michael Bolton had co-writing credits on this one, and you know why I remember that? Because on MTV Dial MTV, Adam Curry made it a point to say. <laughs> Because they used to videotape these things and yeah, watch them over and over. Yeah, so I remember yeah. this. Shout out to Driving and Crying for 89. <laughs> Michael Bolton um, had songwriting credits. Uh, you know, To what extent the creativity of the music-wise, I don't know how much input he had. But I, I think he did write the frame of the song with like Gene and Paul. I can see that. And um, Yeah, he, well, he was uh, definitely like a rocker. Uh, he put out some stuff. Like I remember he had... Um, Steel Bars was actually like yes. a, a pretty good really Michael good song. Bolton song. Um, and my friends would... So back in the day... <laughs> shout out to Bob, Brian, and Josh. They used to laugh at me because um, my, my aunt used to work like around like BMG and stuff like that. So she would bring home like a Billboard magazine and like all these samplers. 
So the samplers back then allowed me to listen to these random songs that I normally wouldn't listen to. Um, that was one of the stu- uh, songs she would bring home, like, uh, Garth Brooks, No Fences. That's when I heard, like, uh, Thunder Rolls. <laughs> and friends, only- friends in Low Places. Yeah, yeah, shit like that, right? So, like, I would always bring up this one good Michael Bolton song, Steel Bars, or How Could We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Friends. And my <laughs> friends would be like, they would always be like, yo, tell us about the good Michael <laughs> Bolton song. <laughs> to this day, they laugh. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Shut I mean, up. Michael Bolton, there's no shame in my game. I, 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 I got a playlist of him. One, One of the him. strongest mullets of the 80s, yes. too, for yeah. sure. Like, he just... Uh, he came back in the 2010s to do, like, a Nissan commercial, I think. I remember that. And he was getting I'm, paid for it. Uh, it was money like, good ran- for him. He kept that money going until 2010, so good for He's him. He's doing all right. Uh, <laughs> Kiss Forever was kind of like, you know, they had, taken the, they had been without makeup for a little while. And, um, you know, they had Heavens on Fire and... You know, lick it up and all those breaking loose, tears are falling, good stuff. But they didn't, I guess, around that time, maybe you're influenced on what's on the radio and what's around you. So that was their, to me, their first real stab at like a conventional power ballad, you know, right. acoustic guitar into her, and even the solos acoustic um, on that one. It's got some good fills. You see Gene Simmons in the video kind of like smiling and being like all pally and. <laughs> emoting which right. you don't really see from God no. of Thunder that much no. um, and uh, Hot in the Shade is a record that we always mention because I tell him alright because you know what it is it's that fucking cover <laughs> it's, the, it's the got sphinx. like the sphinx with sunglasses, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. it just cracks me up but in 89 I, I don't know how old you are but like maybe you're closer to his age or my age I don't know you didn't have makeup on when I was coming maybe up. you're in the middle <laughs> I don't know I, the makeup but the disco makeup like okay. that's the dynasty yeah. era. Yeah, because um, I'm 42 and you're what? 46? 47. 47. Yeah. So you got me by five. Yeah. You were a little cooler. You know, like <laughs> yeah. in 89, I was like, like when Hide Your Heart came out, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I even Joe's that. laughing at me. <laughs> so I laughed, but that's what it was. I was 11 and that record yeah. came out and for, forever. So much of it is about like what age you were when yeah. certain exactly. things yeah. like hit. And then, I, you know, I had, uh, you know, friends of my brother or something that were like oh that band sucks now you should have heard him yeah. this but I'm like no this is my yeah shit you know what i mean it came out when i was coming of age you know yeah i, I like uh that record i mean kiss had a, had done a ballad with beth right right not yeah. a power ballad though. not a power ballad right. but they did show a soft side but this was like completely vulnerable like our makeup's off we're smiling in this video michael bolton helped write it like we're we're and they got on it went, was their last I think it was their last top ten song ever was it yeah, yeah. I think so it went wow. up there too and what w- w- what's funny about that are, are the lyrics uh, because it's so not like what they're into they like fucking all the girls and and this song <laughs> yes. is basically telling them about like yeah it's just they're Chicken narrowing the one girl. yeah the one girl so <laughs> yeah. I I thought that was funny even back then <laughs> so there's my number four all right. nice what do you got number four Langan uh this is a uh, out of left field but metal church. Wow. Anthem to the Estranged. Whoa. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's about homeless people, not about love. But uh, it's more the music, uh, the guitar riff, the 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 slow part of the song. Uh, I was trying to play that a million times over. I love the riff. It obviously comes with the heavy shit. Um, like I said, it's, a, it's about homeless people. It's not a traditional... Love song in a power ballad it's a real sense. Boner killer. It's off. <laughs> I think it's their third record. I think, um, "Blessing in Disguise," I believe. But um, I'm going to follow up 
yeah. to that on when I go for number three. Okay. So All right. I've got but yeah, no, this is this was a random one, and I figured it'd be like, what the fuck? But uh, it's it's got a be- the, the the slow part of it, the acoustic part of it. It's it's a beautiful fucking uh, piece. Right yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fantastic metal church. Uh, so I got number four, power ballad of nineteen eighty-seven. Um, I hate to be a basic bitch on this, but it, it's it's real. So sweet child of mine from uh, Appetite for Destruction. Sure. Um, you know we've heard the song a million times, but I had to like block that out. I needed to like <laughs> I needed to like uh, judge the songs. Like I heard them for the first time, yes. yeah. and uh, Slash's solo, like everything about it, the bass line. I mean, it's just yeah, about it's as about as perfect of a song as you could write. Um, yeah, Sweet Child of Mine. They did all right with that. They did <laughs> that tune. To this day, I can't play that Those that kids. intro. <laughs> and that was just the the practice riff, right? For him, wasn't yeah. he? That, He's the, noodling the, around, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. And they were like, what they're is like, that? what's that? What's that, dude? What's that, dude? Just something that? I was fucking around <laughs> with, man. Hold what's... on, let me play this D. Well, the the bass line <laughs> during that intro is be... pretty tasty, too. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, the yeah, bass line is fucking so good. Yeah. Sure. Um, what, what what takes you back when you listen to that song? Like, like what are your memories that, that are associated with Sweet Child of Mine? Sweet Child of Mine. Wow. Um. So I remember being in Catholic school in Queens in Belrose, and uh, I didn't really know much about music because um, I just didn't like. I just I felt like all the kids in school like they were ta- they would talk about um, Guns and Roses. I was like, who is this? They were talking about Axel, and I needed to like investigate. And uh, like Appetite was like that big, and then you you know I started like we didn't have MTV at that point so my cousins had it so i would watch mtv there and uh then i you know i got schooled on that and uh so i just remember being young and dumb and not knowing shit but once i realized appetite for destruction existed i bought that so it was i remember tone loke def leopard and uh soon after it was appetite for destruction and then hot in the shade <laughs> That was two years later. <laughs> well, I think you could have bought cassette singles at the time because I wouldn't have wasted my money on a whole Hot in the Shade album <laughs> if I just liked Forever, you know? No, but I liked, I went in, man. Uh, Rise 2, it's pretty banging, that opener. <laughs> if you give, I think I could sing every chorus from that if I looked at the track listing, yeah. which is bananas. Spotify's going to see an uptick in streams for some of these songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sweet Child of Mine. Brings me back to being in Catholic school and being a fucking jerk off and not knowing anything. So if that's right. what you want to know. You got to add. I think we've all been there. <laughs> um, so what do you have for number three? So I was going to meet Brian again. He had the song about uh, the metal church song about homelessness. Mm. So one of the boxes you should check for a power ballot is right. It's about love most times, but it doesn't always have to be right. Uh, and by the way, um, uh, Hot in the Shade was 1989. Right. Um, but Kiss. Uh, released forever in January oh, of 1990. That's what, that's yeah, what you're take oh. that shit. Whoa. Oh, we'll <laughs> go by single. Because I remember the videotapes. Yeah, why didn't I do that? <laughs> because it enjoyed the ascension you went and all peak in. In, in the I, spring of 90. I yeah. I feel like the beginning of like Police Academy, like when I get my hair shaved. I'm learning a and lot. And Joe sits down. He's like a little off the sides. I'm like, oh, you could do that? <laughs> this guy just fucked me all up. Uh, I even think it was like the second single from, from 90. From, this, is, from, this is going to stop. So let me... Oh, okay. Do another track, so. Yeah. This is Cosmo. 
<laughs> firecrackers. All right, so Joe, what do you got for number three, 1990? Yeah, so number three, I'm going to circle back to Brian's uh, Metal Church yes. song at number four, which is about homelessness. So so is this one. Um, it's it's Poison, Something to Believe in. Oh, shit. Is that what that song's about? It's about... No it's, idea. It's not about love at all. So that's what my... Remember I had that side question to you when we were preparing for this? Like, the, does a ballad mean it's about love? Because a lot of them aren't. They right. check yeah. all the other boxes. But, sure. you know, this one's about his, you know, Brett Michaels is singing about, like, um, his best friend dying. Yeah, yep. uh, Vietnam vets coming back and, yeah. you know, getting disrespected. Um, the homeless sleeping on the cold bare street. Um, like, bodies in an old open grave while the, the rich are getting, you know, um, eating, drinking from a golden cup. And the poor people are eating hand to mouth. And the best lyric he of probably had is, a golden cup though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably I, was writing the song sipping out of his golden <laughs> cup. Plotting <laughs> plotting rock rock of love. Uh it it there's a lyric in there that relates to today. The older you get, the more things you realize how like how fucked up the world is, you know, how people are really right. You know? And there's a the 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 catch line is um sometimes I wish to God I didn't know then the things, things that I, I did know now. Yeah. And you were like, I wish that was true. Oh, give myself to believe in. Flesh and Blood. <laughs> Flesh and Blood had some bangers, but it also had arguably the, the worst song <laughs> ever written that was a hit. Sometimes we talk about the worst song that was ever a hit. And Unskinny Bop is definitely like, when you think of a song that's popular, I think of, uh, what was the one that you posted? Oh, uh, Blink-182. All the Small all Things. All the Small Things. Yeah. Um, let's get rocked by Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your average ordinary. So the video made it dude. even worse. <laughs> yeah, it totally it's like did. that lawnmower man looking shit. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, like it was like that, yeah. like the future, but like in the '90s. You know what bothered me the most about that song is the grammatically unskinny. Yeah, right there, right there. You lost that me. bothers me. Yeah, like it's not really a word. Just like when Slayer released "Repentless,", Repentless. that's not a word either, guys. <laughs> you know how fucked up they were when they when they told them that. They're like, wait, what do you mean? It's it not is a word? now. <laughs> it's a word we now. Made it so, <laughs> but um, it's you know they already had a big hit, but a hair ballad hit with um, "Every Rose Has a Thorn," yeah. so they they had a soft side to their like party side, but right. this was. I think they the had first a soft time, side to their soft side. Yeah, their sissy side. Because <laughs> <laughs> they looked better than some girls did, actually. Yo, when they all, did, when they're all done. Gonna up. Lie, they fooled not... a lot of fellows, I think, <laughs> on yeah. that first one. Yep, I agree. The cat I, I definitely jerked off to Ricky Rocket <laughs> before I knew. <laughs> but this is the first time they sort of showed the social consciousness side of it, you know? It's, yeah. It made you think. Like, yeah, for you know? sure. So that's not it's not about love or a girl or anything like that, but it's that's my number three. What I like about Brett Michaels is uh, that he is shame, like, there's no shame in him trying to recreate um, Every Rose as its Thorn. Because I think he's written a song that's always, like, if you watch Rock of Love, like, um, the so the new songs that he puts at the end of those, like, video, like, those shows, is just him playing the G and the C, being like, <laughs> try, try, trying to get that, that Every Rose money again. I like they just, put that deep song on. The next song is probably about what he's going to do. <laughs> Daddy's daughter or whatever. Daddy's little daughter. Like. All right, we got the social conscious yeah. part, Chum. Now we're going to go now back to what butter, <laughs> butter's the bread. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I, I love Flesh and Blood. 
that was a, a big record for me. Ride the Wind. Uh, was Fallen Angel on that one? No, that was the that other was one. The first one. Look at Fallen catch, Angel is definitely my favorite Poison song. It's one of mine too. Yeah. You know, like there's some really good songs on there, really catchy stuff. But I think Fallen Angel uh, is just great. You know, the girl coming off the bus, which is like the the story told over and right, over again. Right. <laughs> like Welcome to the Jungle had Axel yeah. and uh, Poison. He was had... the Fallen Angel. He... <laughs> He was mommy's fallen angel. So, uh, what do you have for 89, number three? My number three is um, Badlands Seasons. Oh, Badlands. Uh, I th- that self-titles great. That It's amazing. It's a great record. Uh, it did okay when it came it out. Did. Yeah, I think it went, went gold. They made one follow-up, I believe, and then yep. Ray had gotten sick. Um, but uh, obviously very, very Zeppelin influence, oh. like. That song, Seasons, especially, but Winter's man. Call on that Winter's record call, is very Zeppelin. Winter's Call is so Zeppelin yeah. and stuff. But Jake is just, Jake's one of my favorite guitar players ever. He's my favorite Aussie guitar player. I like him better than Randy Rhodes. Wow. Um, yeah, but again, too it's high praise. When Ultimate Sin came out, I was in seventh grade. Are same you saying conversation. That Randy can't hurt you. <laughs> What's the fuck are you gonna do? About it? <laughs> no, but like. I was in seventh grade when Ultimate Sin came out, so like we were saying about the age when certain things hit. Yeah. So that Ultimate Sin is my favorite Ozzy record. I think it is too. And, yeah. And Jake's playing on it is amazing. But anyway, so he goes off and you know he does his two record stint with Ozzy, and then he does this side project and just heavy blues influence, Zeppelin influence. His playing is amazing. Gillen, it's a great record. But yeah. that song, especially Seasons, is, is sure. beautiful. Yeah, man. The people that know the record really love it. Um, man, this is hard. So my number three power ballad of 1987, um, Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. I mean, that song. Wow. I love that song. That song's <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm just, I didn't even think of that song. I want a little left field on yeah, you. That's from out, the I movie like Mannequin? That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Cattrall? Yeah. And, uh, Mannequin or Mannequin 2? Mannequin. <laughs> I was wrong about Young Guns, so I'm not sure. There was a mannequin too, right? There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Meshach Taylor. <laughs> but, uh, Later of Designing Women. But uh, yeah, man, th- that song's really good. Like, you listen to it. Uh, it's one of those songs that if you haven't heard in a while, and uh, like you go to a wedding and they play it, you're just like, you're like, fuck, this, like, this song's really good. Right. Like, it's just such a catchy song. They had a strong run, Starship. Um, I think the first big one was We Built the City, right? Yep. Which got ridiculed yeah. everywhere. But I, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. But it was a huge song. Yeah. Yeah. I think huge. before this or maybe around that uh maybe with the same I don't know their discography that well, but yeah, yeah. um Sarah from Starship. Okay. That's yeah, like the, I remember that song. Yeah. It's a lot softer. I wouldn't say it's a power ballad. But in in when Starship had their heyday of, you know, a couple of years on the radio, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Uh, Starship songs. That a good run. Uh, and the, the song, you know, like power ballad for sure, like that chorus once it kicks in, like I feel like you just it's such it's just great. When just I think memorable. of that band, I think about I wish I could sit in on the meeting where they have the discussion about dropping the airplane, Jefferson yeah, airplane, Jefferson and Air- becoming yeah. Starship. Yeah, like the the creativeness behind. It. I wish yeah. I could hear well, that and conversation. If you go chasing rabbits. 
It's the 80s now. Didn't we they need go from new... Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship? Starship yep. And then, and then just, Starship. Yeah, Jefferson I want to know all the conversations <laughs> that happened yeah. leading I wanna see, up to that. And the I want to see the blackboard decisions. with the diagrams. Who was for it? Who was against it? <laughs> why they were? I want. That's I wanna the know, kind of shit I like to I want to know. know the yays and the nays. Yeah. <laughs> who voted for it? Behind the scenes. <laughs> Mickey and Grace. That's uh, a solid choice. I love that song. So, number two? Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna flip flop. These are two coin tosses. Like sure. it could be interchangeable. Me um, too. But number two is uh, Aerosmith. What it takes. Okay. So good. From from 1989's Pump. Pump. Yeah, but wow, it was so the summer the single. single. Wow, look at you. Yeah, summer single. Very technical. I, you know what? And I don't even have to go to Wikipedia most times because I just remember yeah. that in my yeah. head that I bought that album in '89, yeah. but. By the spring of ninety or summer of because it was a third single. I yeah, think. so the, the album they dragged the album out. Space. They had out. five singles, I think, on that. They were yeah. Love in an elevator back then. Uh, Love in an elevator. Janie's got a gun. Janie's. Uh, oh yeah, permanent no. vacation. What, yeah, that was I, Angel. Would have. That's eighty seven. I know. I'll, I'll get to it, but what it takes might have been the third single. But man, when we do karaoke, me and my girlfriend do that song because lyrically it's great. Oh, it's so I think that might be a Desmond Child co-write. Could be. I know so. that he had collaborations with a lot of writers. I yeah. mean, Tyler's feeling it. His his some of the howls he reaches on there. Oh! I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. you know if I'm I think I'll, when I drive home tonight I'm gonna try and pull that off yeah. <laughs> for what it takes. I, I can't like I I sing in a band and and when I think I could do that I put it on in the car I'm like I can't like I could hit like half of it but he gets he's up one of there. a kind yeah. man you know. But it's a really good song. I think it has an accordion. Yes. It's really, well, I'm, no joke when I tell you, when I think of, of um, oh shit, I know who your number one is then. I'm not even going to mention it. Okay. Well, we still have 10 be minutes. Power I don't know. But, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I came with like 11. So ah, to cut cool. another five, <laughs> we could talk about an honorable mention. All right. So what it takes off of a uh, pump. Pump. Because uh, the, the, like you said, the music is great. There's, it, you know, it's got not only distorted guitars. The it's parody. got two cars fucking on the cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's got those like those heartache lyrics, like you know, there goes my old girlfriend. She's yeah, with right. another, another guy, di- yep. another diamond ring, which I believe. Of. Yeah, mm. all those late night promises. Yeah. I guess it just don't mean a thing. Because you think about that, not as Steven Tyler, but it's like, you know, you've had a girl who said things to you and like whatever they, and then like Monday, I love you. Then Thursday, you're like, oh, I don't know, thanks. Yeah. I guess you know, right. like. They don't really mean a thing sometimes when you're young. So yeah, I guess absolutely, it takes yeah. you back to like being young and stupid. Yeah. And, and careless with love, right? So if you get and also the, the when you get broken up with, right? Mm. Not not you breaking up with somebody. When when someone dumps you, it's a different feeling. Sure. Right? So you're the one that's gotta let it go. So what is it what's it gonna take? Yeah. You know? Let it go, let it go, let it go, <laughs> let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> what I love um like uh a song like that, but also when they did Ragdoll. The one thing I remember about the Ragdoll video, you know, as an impressionable kid that was probably trying to bang everything. The um, guy playing the bass drum in the street. <laughs> Besides <laughs> him th- was when he um kissed the girl at the at the end. So Steven Tyler's making out with this girl and he's using a lot of tongue. And back in like eighty seven, eighty eight, I was like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, that's a lot of tongue. Yeah. And then he kept driving down the block and every girl in every house right. he would wave to. And I'm thinking like, 
that guy's cool. I'm going to beat my dick yeah. like Joey Kramer beat that <laughs> bass drum in the middle of the street. <laughs> All right, Langan, what do you have, number two? Uh, Skid Row, 18 in life. Oh, you had 89. Yeah. I don't fuck with I Remember You that much. I know it's a big song. It fights all the criteria, but uh, I love 18 in life. Yeah. It's uh, from the get-go. Ricky Sebastian's was a young singing boy. his ass off in that song. Killing it. He's that, singing. Like, that's I mean, another song that I can't He's can't another hit. singer that's just is like, his range is, is out. He's He was one of the best that ever. He could tie his dick in a knot. He had that going for him. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, th- uh, that album's massive. That album, that album's nothing. perfect. And, uh. Aside from rattlesnake shit, and it, it was a cool kind of st- <laughs> uh, the story in it. It wasn't really like the, the the formula of the power ballad or what those quote unquote lack of a better term hair bands. Even though Skid Row's not really there, mm-hmm. like you know they had a harder edge. But that you know the story with the the young boy that goes astray or whatever, as opposed to the normal criteria they sing, those bands sang about. It's like it was different for them, you know. And, and it was definitely like that. Like you wanted to be that badass guy. For you sure. wanted to be Ricky, kinda. You were. A little yeah, bit, right? A little bit. Maybe not in 89. <laughs> but I love uh, when Chris from uh, Sky Came Falling wrote on Facebook. Like, I, I, I posted that video, and then he... No, maybe I posted the lyric, and he writes, I thought it was Rick. He was a young boy. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, instead of Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it just made me laugh. And every time I hear that song, I just think, Rick, he was a young <laughs> I also, when I hear this song... I had a friend that in uh, God, uh, probably the early 2000s, he had some trouble, yeah. went away. and uh, uh, for young boys? And his fucking girlfriend mailed him a cassette single <laughs> of 18 in Life. <laughs> but he was asking her to send him music. She wow. sent a oh, cassette single That's of that song, which I thought was hysterical. He thought it was hysterical, too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So that Came must have been a life. while ago. Was he doing life? She, she had it. Like, it was an old whatever, you know what I mean? But uh, she mailed it to him. No, he wasn't. He wasn't going that <laughs> long. He's gone for like twenty days. But just the joke of it, I always remember <laughs> yeah. that with this. Song. I I remember being in county um, one time. I did like thirty days, and uh, I went in, and uh, somebody sent me cassettes, yeah. and I had a Walkman, and uh, it wasn't eighteen in life, <laughs> but I, I think I had a Walk Among Us. I had the Beatles, yes, double album, and then I had Around the Fur. That's what I remember. Yeah. Back when I guess you could walk around with a Walkman in fucking sure. county jail. Yeah. It was like a dorm, and everyone laughed because I had those song, those cassettes. But anyway, yeah, my number two. In life. Yeah, yeah, what's your number two? That's good quality. Quality choice. Um, my number two and one are super interchangeable. Um, I think one really fits the criteria of a power ballad, and the other one's just a really good ballad with some power to it. So I'll I'll save the power ballad for the very end. Uh, so number two is "You uh, Two with or without you." Fuck, I like any like as as a songwriter, I love the simple structure um, of of just that uh, A to the E to the F to the D. It's just like like it gives you so much room to have that melody that that, that Bono has, and then when the chorus kicks in, and it just fucking the picks crescendo, up by the end. right? Yeah, it man. just peak. It just come, builds to a peak at the end, and then it just lets out that scream, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's a perfectly. It's fucking song. good. Uh, definitely my favorite song off that record. Uh, that's it. My only beef with that the video. He started that trend of singers that couldn't play guitar. They wanted to have a guitar. <laughs> just hold, put it in his back. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Well, Eddie plays now a little bit, but you know they. 
I want to play too, you know. I want an instrument. Yeah. Like, but he, he just had it around his back. No, he yeah, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi kept that thing going too. He, he could play. Though, he could play, but he just bit. kept it back there. But I don't think he ever took it. Did he? Did he ever put it in front of him? <laughs> oh, he watched the Blaze of Glory video that I posted. <laughs> no, no, the the Bono. Oh, Bono. Did he ever actually put the guitar in front of him in that video? I don't remember. Or just sat on his back. I think maybe he played in the the video for one. Okay. Because there was three videos for one. It yeah. was one was like a, a buffalo running. <laughs> I remember that one. Right? Yeah. And then there was like two other ones. And uh, I think he played guitar yeah. in like one of those three. I digress, of course. Yeah, for sure. Uh, With Without You also um, brings to mind this scene in Friends where uh, Ross and Rachel have a falling out after they've already gotten together. And um, my girlfriend would love this conversation. So Ross, <laughs> long story short, but everyone who's seen the episode knows this. <laughs> Uh, Ross pisses Rachel off because something about her fat ankles, but she's not Julie. And Rachel takes offense, and they break up. Ross tries to get on her soft side by dedicating a song on the radio, and that song is With or Without You. Um, So you see Ross looking out the rainy window, and the song is playing. And then you see Rachel sitting, staring out of her window, and the song is playing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big. It's I don't know how NBC got the rights to that. You two must have got paid for that big time. A lot. You know, you know to use they're that probably song. still getting paid. Yeah, yeah. every time that, that in syndication that that scene plays when the DVDs get released, <laughs> they get a piece. Yeah, they ain't no dummies. I went to a, a friend's pop up in the city. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like Central Park just, and all that stuff. Yeah, so it was just kind of like uh, just them recreating the sets. My girlfriend's a big fan, so I just went, um, and it was cool. It was cool, even for me. Like I. I kind of saw the show but not really um but it was just fun to see these sets that they just erected with like yeah. certain you know like they had the couch scene with the pivot and all that stuff <laughs> yeah i mean a terrible show but <laughs> other than that i mean like it was just fun to see but it was just you know smelly it was smelly cat was it? smelly cat yeah. yeah they had a lot of guest stars though i mean it was like it was total 90s was. like prime rib you know, with that <laughs> Seinfeld, like that's like right, it, it stands the test yeah. of time. You know, no right. one's there's there's more people that will like it than, than I'm sure so it's got its haters. It was so. Friends. What was on at eight thirty? Uh because I, I feel like Cheers might have been or Seinfeld. Well, for a while there was a show called uh, Union Square. Oh wow! But I don't think that got the like, Carolina in the City was also on the Thursday yes, night. Yes, I think that was nine thirty. Yeah, Seinfeld. Um, Carolina the City. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We this show is we <laughs> Leah Thompson, every right? We got everything yeah. in here. By the way, speaking of Leah Thompson, my daughter went down the rabbit hole with Back to the Future trilogy this okay. weekend. So I'm I'm side watching all the Back to the Futures. I'm like, you know, Leah Thompson, pretty cute. Yeah, okay. she's really pretty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Double Back for being a good song. ZZ Top. <laughs> From Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a good one. <laughs> um uh, so what, we're at the number you, one now? Well you had another didn't you have two songs you were flipping? Back and forth for no, no, but I'm saying... Uh, oh, that's I, your number one. Yeah, yeah, that's my you. number one. Yeah, okay, so, so you're we're number at the number one, one spot for, you. for me. Yes. Number one for 1990. 1990. Uh, it's Damn Yankees, High Enough. Wow. Is that what you thought it was going to be, Sam? No, I was thinking, because 1990, maybe it was 89, Heart of the Matter. Don Henley? Kinda, oh, you love that song. But that, that's that, like your favorite song like ever, right? Well, it's up there with, with um, his number two, so it was just like certain songs that have like lyrical power. Right. Um, but I guess Heart of the Matter is kind of like more of a ballad. Doesn't really have that much power. No power chords. Yeah, but, but that's a crusher. That's yeah, a we, crusher. we we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Um, what it takes, and uh, what else from But Seriously? 
But seriously, Phil Collins was like 89, oh, uh, 90. Something do happened you remember? On the, oh, so but something happened on the way to heaven. That was another or one. Or I wish it would rain. Um, another I day in paradise, which was uh, about homeless, homeless people. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. As long as we're talking about bums here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for our bum demo, we got yeah. you. We got everything covered. I know. The damn Yankees, yeah. So, yeah, it's a super group, right? Ted sure. Nugent, Jack Blades from Night Ranger. Yep. Tommy, uh, Shaw. Tommy Shaw. And I think the drummer Dean went on and to And the be, other guy. Yeah, Dean he went on to Kastrano- be. Right? I don't remember. Because Castronova was a drummer? He I went to be was. a player in other bands after this. Yeah. But I think this was his first band, Damn Yankees. Okay. Um, it's not about, it's kind of about love, but it's like, you know, I think he's trying to like get with the girl and, or they just had a fight and they're trying to like work it out. But just this, the harmonies in that song, you know, you just they, got that they're solo. They're very good together. Yeah. And so it's like, I think it went, I just, I remember this because I posted it recently. It peaked at like number five on the Hot mm-hmm. 100. Back in the age of power ballads, were commercially successful. Sure, for sure. So that, that was, was that was a good era. That's a big one, yeah. And they were that was like when that scene was fading out. But I remember Damn Yankees putting that out because um, Coming of Age might have been the first single. Yes, but then was. high enough. Like I remember, like Ted Nugent, like doing the solo with the shootout behind him, <laughs> and he was wearing like a zebra zebra skin yeah. like yeah. Yeah. long jacket or something. Sure. Like, or the intro where the guys, uh, <laughs> the, the lady asked the cop what's happening in the house back there. Is yeah. like it's nothing but them damn Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that, that you laugh for you. That makes yeah. me believe you remember that. that yeah. Oh yeah, oh, totally. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I fuck with Nugent. I'll still listen to Nugent. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what his politics. Yeah, I, I just never want to hear him talk. Like nah. we were talking about Dazed and Confused when Yo, when uh, Stranglehold, all that shit. You can't fuck with that shit. Now, Derek Sainholm, like he, that shit. <laughs> he tore it up, man. Yeah, he was a shredder. Great. I mean, and who can forget the other super group he was in too? <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> oh to that my VH1. god. Savage Animal. Savage Animal. Savage Animal. You remember? Oh, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yo, Savage Animal. He looked like the most annoyed with Sebastian Bach's wine, <laughs> wino fucking ways. He looked- Savage Animal. <laughs> I'm you. They it was ca- just like, what the? A democracy, that's what it was. That's what they and ended up with. Evan Seinfeld wanted, uh, what was it, Raw Dog Backwards? Dog War? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> that was his big, like... Genius moment. There. Who else was in there? Scotty Ian. Scotty Ian. And Jason Bonham. That's right. Yeah. Oh, what a, Do another one of those shows. What a brutal show. I don't care who's in it. <laughs> that that was just wow, what a brutal, brutal show. Yeah. But yeah, like Ted that's was fun programming though. Yeah. That's what that I think it's I, I think it was more anymore. fun for us yeah. than it was for them. <laughs> oh, it's probably awful. You know? You know. Like who they I bet that I guess they all kind of had careers. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your number one? Uh, this is way out of left field, but, uh, King's X Pleiades from Gretchen Goes to Nebraska. Wow. Uh, not really. It's more of like a cosmic nature, spirituality kind of song than a specific love song. But, uh, beautiful. Uh, they, my guitar teacher put me on to King's X. They were never on my radar when he was trying to get me to listen to guitarists that could play in tune because he's sick of <laughs> me playing. Like, I want to learn that Slayer solo. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, check, listen to this band. Shout uh, out to Doug Pinnock's Long Johns. Yeah, Doug Pinnock has an amazing voice. Like, yeah. I mean, what a tight band, tight three piece. Three but, piece, uh, yeah. Th- this, this song in particular, Gretchen Goes to Nebraska is, is a perfect record. And uh, I played it, the shit out of it when I when it came out. And uh, this this song builds to 
I can't even describe how like a beautiful climax in the middle of it that just yeah. builds and builds and builds. It's 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 outstanding if you haven't heard it. I I haven't. To so I'm gonna have yes. some. So yeah, because Gretchen to. was yeah. one like black. That was their flag. second album. Uh, was out of a Silent Planet was their first. Then Gretchen came. Gretchen out. was the one with Black Flag on it. No, really? No, that that's uh, maybe came after. That might have been the third or fourth record. Oh. It had Out of My Head. That was got a lot of play. I'm on. thinking because I remember the na- the name of the record. It's it's a it's a concept album for lack of a better term. And there's some other ballads on it, Summerland and stuff. It, it's a beautiful record, beautifully sung, played. I can't say enough about it, and it slept on. But uh, Pleiades, Kings X. Cool. Yeah. So what what I'm gonna do, which I mean, uh, what I do with all these episodes that have a lot of music on it, is I'm gonna make a Spotify awesome. playlist yeah. with all the songs that we mentioned. Tremendous. To basically attach it to the episode. So um, instead of me just putting bits and pieces of songs in here, I'll good just luck help yourself a la carte, right? Like yeah, yeah. Here. Good luck putting together all the yeah. bands we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I have it here. Um, so, so my number one, uh, listen, hysteria, love bites. I, I think that's a really, um, it's just great, you know, just uh, the guitar parts. Um, oh, it's Power Ballad 101. That is. It's Power Ballad textbook. 101, yep. you know, like yeah. like when I, w- the two that I looked at, obviously, uh, Guns N' Roses and uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, Def Leppard, but it's just, Sweet Child of Mine, like, you know, whatever, like, it's cool, but Love Bites, when I think of, like, actual Power Ballad. I fucking loved it. Like when that record came out, it's just I don't know. I fucking love it. It's the first venture into that sort of thing, right? And it's just a production, just so different. Like when, when you really yeah. um listen to like the stuff they were doing and like the the bass and like the drums and like so many of those cool guitar parts in the back and the harmonies, like I think all of them were singing on this. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, Love Bites Hysteria, my number solid. one nineteen eighty seven. It just solid, makes perfect sense. Pick, yeah. Um, so let, let's do some honorable mentions on yeah. these power ballads because I, I would feel like really fucked up if I didn't tag along some of these. So what, what did you have? Just, yeah. should I just dump them out yeah, yeah. for my honorable mentions for 1990? Uh, Motley Crue Without You. Oh, wow. Uh, from the Dr. Feelgood album. Yeah. Um, Heart, All I Want to Do Is Make Love to You. That's, it's, yeah. Because it's also a, a crash course in storytelling, right? Because, it is. A, you know. a t- yeah. Because <laughs> they even had a third verse. And I had two Warrant ones because Warren had this like unicorn of like the first album they at the end of at the end of ninety okay. uh, sorry in the beginning of ninety they released Sometimes She Cries yeah and then their next album Cherry Pie was ninety December ninety they released I Saw Red yeah so those are quality like right. check in the box hair metal ballads I, I like uh, off of Cherry Pie I think uh, Mr Rainmaker was a good power ballad on that and then my last one is uh, Slaughter. Fly to the Angels. Wow. Yeah, that that That's one of my all-time favorite songs yeah. ever. Right. I want it played at my funeral. <laughs> I, I, people have specific instructions to play that. Yeah, I they love make, that song. Yeah, they didn't make much of a dent. Like, didn't you play it at a funeral? What? I feel like, oh, maybe you, that you I mentioned did, I it. told this story, probably when we were talking about ballads with yeah. Jeff, I, pro- I think I had Fly to the Angels as my you favorite did. of all time. But you said that and you And I said want... I wanted it played at, at, at my your funeral. funeral. <laughs> you yeah. got a... Funeral song designated. That's the one, man. That's the one. Yeah, the funeral playlist. Is that song is so big. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It it's a really yeah. good record too. Like, there's a really like the, that you dude know, belts that, that shit out. Yeah. Um, and I never knew like Mark Slaughter's like pedigree, like where he came from, and uh, he's he did a lot of stuff leading up to that stuff. Met him. 
Solid dude. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Played at CPI. You know what else he did? He wrote Eddie Trunk's intro music for his show. Oh, for that metal show? Uh, no, no, for his uh, radio. Oh, his serious, series. Serious. Yeah. Michael Shanker wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you have? Honorable mentions? Anything? I don't have any. Oh, good. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to find. I was so bad. Like you're so good with knowing when stuff comes out. I'm horrible. Yeah. I know. I can get it in the area. But as far as a specific year, I don't have any. Can I just throw a 89 one yeah, out there? You, please. Uh, yeah. I think Guns N' Roses' Patience was 89. But even though that's just an acoustic song, but that, mm. that checks the hair ballad, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Tesla, Love Song. Oh, yeah. Love was that 89. Tesla that's right. Album. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good album. Wow. Love In my song. research, I was like, oh, I can't use that. That's 89. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, please. Love Song for sure. Like, that would have been probably my number one if I had 89. Not me, buddy. <laughs> I remember watching the shit out of that video uh, on MTV, and uh, it had a weird structure too. Like it wasn't. They were different. Yeah, you know, they came out. Like they, like if they looked, like if they looked different, they might have even been something else. Yeah, they. There was a lot of rip. The great band. I mean, the, what was the other uh, coming at you live? Was that the? Was that on? Oh, that? with signs. Was that the opener? For Tesla? This, for Tesla, Mechanical Residence. Mo- okay. Modern Day Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Modern, yeah, modern Day Cowboy. And that cover, that Little Susie. Yep. That cover. Great yeah, they, they, yeah, for sure. And they still do it. Um, I, got, I got a couple here. Uh, so, you know, I, I really uh, wrestled with R.E.M., the one I love. Um, you know, like, is it a parable? I, I couldn't really decipher, so I, I kind of... that fits. But... I left that alone. Heart alone. Great. That's epic. That was my number six. Epic. That might have been my number one. Yeah, it's fucking so good. Are, are you aware of the YouTube clip that just has live performances of Van Wilson doing the howl? Um, in the second verse when it goes into the chorus, yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, there's somebody who clipped together like six minutes of her doing that performance concerts here the video it's tremendous oh i didn't know that yeah that, that's like the for alone the blink 182 thing where are you like somebody did that for <laughs> i like remember that video the string of videos they had then man with <laughs> nancy nancy wilson was so smoking hot with that guitar in those videos yeah and they only shot her sister from the neck that <laughs> neck up. Yeah. Yeah. i think there's a video uh yeah, for real there was like specific instructions I, I think for the video for i didn't want to need you it was like from her shoulders yeah. to her hair that was it that's it because she was pretty heavy and then at the time. It, her sister's r- fucking riding a horse and shit <laughs> like com- <laughs> coming out of like the carbonite with her guitar and like hey listen it goes to show you never it. be in a band with someone hotter than you got my attention yeah um so also the smiths uh Last night I had a dream that somebody loved me. Um, that was kind of like a toss-up too, but I mean, it, it felt it. Um, and then also the last two. There was two songs off the Whitney Houston record, which really could have been power ballad-ish. Uh, Where Did Broken Hearts Go? And Didn't We Almost Have It All? I think those are two. Those songs are tremendous. Tremendous, me. right? Great. There's a lot great of songs. great songs on that first Whitney record. Uh, that's the second one. Oh, is it? Um, Whitney Houston, the first one was self-titled. Then the second one, I think, was called "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Or no, it was just self-titled. Whitney is the second. Whitney, yeah, Whitney. I think Whitney Houston, the self-titled, was the one with all the hits, "Saving All My Love for You." Okay. Yeah, greatest love of all. And then Whitney was just called Whitney, right? Whitney, yeah. Had uh, "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Yep. Those um, first two records, it's like monsters. Well, where do broken hearts go, man? That's yeah. 
So good. That cold November day. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So Power Ballads, man, wrapped it up. Um, I'm sure we could have picked a hundred other ones. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's do the last thing we have here, which is um, favorite um, hip-hop love songs of the 90s. I figured let's just break it up into the decade. So from 1990 to 1999, songs that were released of the hip-hop genre that, you know, tackled love in some way. Okay. Are we going to go around the table again? Yeah, let's five, do that one, again. Two, so let's do five uh, for, for Joe. Okay. Um, number five is Method Man and Mary J. Blige. You're All I Need to Get By. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 1995 or six. Yeah. Right? I think my 94. Mid-90s, well, definitely. Yeah. There's a ver- it was on Takao, right? It and was then, on Takao. But then the but then remix, the remix was yeah. broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't... Yeah, it might have been... Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Well, there was definitely a remix because I remember buying Tikal and this. Like, this ain't the version. Yeah, the version. I had to go buy the cassette yeah. single because yeah. th- that was the version you wanted. You right. Know, the, most times it was the video version um, that MTV was showing that you got used to. Yeah. And not course. the one that you didn't know was going to be a single when you bought it three months ago. So, yeah. yeah, that's my number five. I remember like listening to that song, and uh, you know, at that point, like I was like sixteen, seventeen, and you know, like I said, I was probably way into girls, probably a little too much. And I was listening to Method Man, and I'm thinking, like, wow. I'm like, this guy really likes this girl. Like, he doesn't even, like, want to, like, do other girls. Like, he's really... The, it, the, like, it, lyrically, yeah. it was kind of like... Especially coming from, like, the braggadocio hip-hop thing. I, it, Absolutely. It, it kind of, like, hit me, like, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It was almost like an appreciation. Like, yeah. uh, like it's past that I want to get with you phase. Yeah. I'm oh, trying yeah. to impress you. It's like, you know, that's why you with me to this day, boo, no front. Yeah. Right? Um, back in the day, you made a brother feel like he was something. Yep. You know, you could be my son. I could be your earth. Yeah. Represent the gods. And also birth. a modern day spin on, uh, well, then modern day on the was it uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy, yes. uh, Tammy, who originally did, you know, yeah. Tammy piece, So to yeah. update it into the nineties. Very cool. Good yeah. pick. Uh, number five, Langan. Uh, I got Little Kim, Crush on You. So okay. good. Uh, definitely so good. my favorite Little Kim, and C's is on it too, right? Uh, yes, he is. But great beat. Fun, light, you know. Uh, He's on there sounding trying to sound like Biggie, you know. Totally, yeah, totally. I think they all were. I, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I feel well, like that, Biggie wrote. He put. I that mean, supposedly he like on, wrote, you know, like all those rhymes. That's what they say. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and it's an interesting thing, you know. Like you figure if, if you're broke and your best friend or good friend is Biggie. And he's making money off music, and you're not really that good. And he's like, "Let me write something for you." I'd take it. In a second. Yeah, I guess you're Are just you like, me? "Fuck it." It's yeah. like I'll, you know, as long because I mean, they had great deliveries. Like Little Kim had a great delivery. Sure. Yeah. So, like their actual like. And she it, was pioneering because no girls ever like talked that raw before. Yeah. On, oh like, yeah. On Got the buffoons eating my pussy while I watch yeah. cartoons. No girls spit like her. Yeah. Like they, they were, you know, girl MCs obviously, but like not. Talking yeah. like that kind of dirty shit yeah. that she was. But it's funny, that even putting this I don't list even know if MC Light has a belly button. Even, <laughs> even putting this list together, too, it was tough because, like, when we were talking about the criteria for the power ballad, and, you know, I'm like, God, I listen to so much goon. Yeah. Hip-hop. Me like, too. Yeah. Like, I got, all right, I got to yeah. switch gears. And then I'm like, all right, is this song about love or is it just about, like, fucking. Like I, I, threw, I, I, I threw some fucking So out. I got, yeah, yeah, well, you had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not straight, yeah, yeah. you know, I Need Love by LL Cool J is the exception. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, yeah. to the rule of the criteria. So yeah. I basically went to my DJ days when I was DJing at like three in the morning and I was doing the club a favor. Like I'm putting on some, 
romantic ass shit so Slow it down. people can either hook up or look around and be like i'm not getting <laughs> I'm any i'm home. going home yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna do every the patrons a favor who are gonna get some and i'm gonna do the club a favor of getting everyone out of here and those are the songs i was going through but anyway sam what do you got them for um both would have made my list if i didn't feel like you guys were gonna mention it so i was i left them both off but those those are definitely top five absolutely um so Wow. All right. So my number five, I, I'm, I'm going to have, have a few things here, but uh, I, I guess I'll go. We're uh, definitely doing honorable mentions. Later, yeah, yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. Worry. yeah. So let me just cross my first one out here. So um, this is from my favorite uh, Wu-Tang solo album, only built for Cuban links. There's a song called Ice Cream on that. Boom. Ooh. Nice. And that's, uh, that's a monster. That's a monster, it's man. So good. It just, so good. Shout out to all my butter peak and Ricans. <laughs> um, like the titty sucked ice cream. Yeah, I used to get, exactly. <laughs> so this, this, I love you like I love my dick size. Um, this, this is just fantastic crooning over a beat. Great beat too. Beats great. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely you know uh, classic material on this. Um, you know that just. Letting the girls know that what they appreciate, yeah, they're appreciated all, for sure. So ice cream, <laughs> uh, so that's my number five. Raekwon ice cream off of Only Built for Cuban Links from 1995, and definitely purple tape. Yeah, purple tape. Yes, I I think mine was red actually. Really? Yeah, I, I got I, a factory I think I still defect have it somewhere. Yeah. Was it? Were they all purple? Or did Are you colorblind? Because like... that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go find it. I'll try to my basement. Probably. You might have. You might be sitting on yeah, like a collector's item. eBay. Yeah, like, you might. Have, it's million. like the Billy Ripken like uh, fuck face <laughs> uh, error card. <laughs> or the card with Michael Jordan's wearing number twelve because his Jordan got his uh, jersey got stolen. Exactly. You ever see that one? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it? You, you can see it on Google. Red tape. Yeah, the red, yeah, because it's always been the purple tape. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got for number four, Jordan? Uh, number four is uh, Heavy D. Yes. Uh, is it good to you mm. from oh. Peaceful Journey, nineteen ninety one? Um, it was later also used in the film Juice. It was re recorded with the girl singing the vocals, but that's a song about fucking. You know, he's just yeah. trying to like, how would you like if I rub you down? Yeah, made your head spin like a merry-go-round. So there, you know, but he's smooth with it though. You know, you got to be smooth if if you're a fat guy like me <laughs> or like him. Like you got, you know, you, you need to finesse that in there. You yeah, can't you be overweight lover. That's yeah. why Biggie. Yeah. You know, Biggie got you the weight lover yeah. every day. That's that was right. his thing, man. Yeah. He he came as advertised, you know. He was smooth. <laughs> smooth yeah, yeah, exactly. Had them big ass Steve Harvey kind of suits, like <laughs> right? Like big white fucking But the cool thing about that is um he asked, is it, the chorus is like, Is it good to you? And the girl's like, I like yeah, yeah. it. He asked it again, and then she's like, Ooh, ooh, I like it. You know, it's like I love she's that really song. getting yeah. getting into it, you know. Yeah. I thought we were gonna go now that we found love, which I left out. That's a good one though. Yeah. Um, and also Heavy D was in that really cool, uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt episode. He was in that, and also that great track, uh, You Can't See What I Can See with Flay. Yes. Yeah. And then that posse you cut can't he see did. What I can't don't see. Curse. Don't Curse. That's another good one. Tip and, yep, yep. uh, I don't even remember who Tip, else was Kane, on Kane, yeah. CL Smooth, That was Grand a loaded Puba. track. Yeah. That was a good yeah. posse cut. Yeah. yeah free, I, man, good one. Uh, number four, Langan. I got uh, Most Deaf, Miss Fat Booty. That's a good one. Nice. Another, uh, I'm glad I left a lot of these off because I, I was hoping you guys I was, would Part them. of me was making the list of what I wanted and part of me is trying. I'm like, yeah. I want to make sure this song gets mentioned. Because it might not. Ass you know so what I mean? fat, you can see when it you from like, the front. That's yeah. one of my favorite lines on it. Because when you Google hip hop love songs, there's certain ones that always pop up. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, but yeah, the this song, this album is amazing, and uh, 
the song just telling the way he floats through telling this tale with this great easy sample flow his yep. flow is so easy on it it's it's ridiculous but storytelling slick rick style you know i'm like uh, awesome. can't say enough Great about choice. it yeah. Miss Fat Booty that's it um, okay so my number four so if I have one two three um, alright so I, I guess out of this I'll, I'll pick LL Cool J doing it okay just uh, it's about boning right yeah it's about Straight boning time. it was either that or Around the Way Girl but Around the Way Girl was too nice doing it um Man, it, the song still bumps. You know, it's just like that beat and uh, great record, man. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I, I think uh, when I listen back to those two songs, I, I, I need love is whatever. I mean, it's cool and all, but it was definitely between Around the Way Girl and doing it and doing it like when you when you play that shit loud. Yeah, I played that shit at like 3.30 in the morning for years after fucking... it came out and it never yeah. didn't go over and didn't hit the spot right yeah. then. Now, it's... Never did it. If you ever needed an excuse to, you know, if you're single and at a club and uh, now's the time to, like, rub up on whoever. Yeah, you, yeah. you're going to be grinding. That's no the grind song. It's a grind song. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Joe? Number three. Uh, we're doing number three? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Fuji's Killing Me Softly. Nice. Because, I mean, it's it's about, like, forlorn love. You know, she doesn't really know this guy. He's singing to her from his guitar mm. in the song, right? But she's getting all, like, caught up in it, you know? Bam, bam, bam. Great song. It's got yeah, and it's got the banana apple bum lick in there. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that was a monster hit. Um, yeah, I mean score. Oh yeah, it's amazing when you when you listen back to the score. I always go to like uh, I mean, there's some really good deep cuts on there, like Cowboys. Um, but man, when you listen to Fuji La mm -hmm. after not hearing it for a while, you're like, fucking Lauren Hill that's smokes these guys. The first album, though, right? No, no, Fuji La. Yeah, was no, that's the score. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm taking a Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah, Oh, no, yeah, that's Nappy yeah. Head's remix. Yeah. And it wasn't even... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, that remix didn't even... Because that, that record did, like, bomb. And then that remix came out, yeah. and then mm -hmm. people went back. And then they did the score, and it's amazing. Boom. And then they were... Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they went out on top. But the <laughs> carnival was, was great. White yeah. Clef's the carnival. And then um, Lauren Hill's Miseducation. Perfect. And then after that, whatever. So. <laughs> that was that. What do you have, number three? Uh... Deep Cut, uh, the RZA, Kiss of the Black Widow from the Bobby Digital album. It's RZA and Old Dirty Bastard. Oh. Um, it's got uh, Portishead sample. Samples uh, Beth yeah. Gibbons. I, which Portishead song is that? Taking me over. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's about him picking up a girl, pushed up like a push-up stick. One hand by my cheek, the other hand was holding my dick. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Then Dirty comes on with some ridiculous I shit i love that that's that's a good deep <laughs> we track. love you motherfuckers yeah and that record was not very good no but it, it it's was, one of the two songs that are listenable my loving is digi <laughs> is that the other one um, because that that nyc everything is, is but my loving and digi is digi off of that also sounds like Portishead. head yeah and then he was definitely feeling it yeah. when that shit came out i waited he, in line at midnight release at virgin at the, the one in union square Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Virgin me, Virgin me. Records. Because yeah, yeah. I went to um, I went to Institute of out. Audio Research. Right, like that's where I went to school down the block from there. Yep. So in between classes, like I would go. Man, remember Virgin Megastore? You could spend like yeah, you could spend your day there. Oh, for real. Like three floors, right? Yeah, it was like you just fucking like <laughs> yeah. spend like if you had five hours to kill, 
Like they had like the listening stations. Yeah, it was great. You go over there, then you hang out in the park a little. That was a nice area. You put on those sweaty headphones that everyone else yeah. used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back when nobody cared about germs as yeah. much. Yeah. Back before COVID. Yeah. When it was just AIDS. I met uh, I met Vanessa Carlton there in Virgin oh, Megastore down uh, in the base. She did an in store. And the only song I knew was is a that Thousand the Miles. Making my way. Is that? Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Because she started That's working right. with uh, Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah, and, and she never got anywhere. I don't she think. never did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Shout out to Vanessa Carlton. Boom. Um, I didn't think we were going to get to her today, but I we guess got, we did. We're we getting everything. We crowbarred her, and in- <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> um, so one, two, so number two. Yeah, I guess number three. My number three is uh, MF Doom, my favorite ladies. Uh, this is a really cool song. I don't. Do you know? Are you familiar? I'm not with familiar it? with it, but I know Doom, but I don't know that song. Oh man, I can't wait to add this. This uh, this is just basically him talking about all the girls in his life, and um, how I, it's just good. You gotta listen to it. It's it, there's a video for it too, and it's fucking fantastic. And he's just. I was gonna say a really good buddy of mine loves MF Doom. Yeah, man. So now I'm gonna be like, hey, guess what I talked about today? Oh, this is this is really good. I'm we're I'm a huge MF Doom fan. Huge. Uh, did you like KMD? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you know that's the same guy. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah my favorite ladies, number three. I will put that on the playlist because yes. it's not, it's it's a, a deeper cut and the video is out there. So check that out if you haven't. So number two for Joe. Um, I had some LL Cool J also, and it wasn't doing it, and it wasn't around the way. Around the way. It was uh, lounging. Oh, wow. And it mixed with Total. Yeah. Because it's a total love letter to this girl who's with a bad guy. Right. And. The, the hook is like total sings the hook. It's like, who do you love? Are you sure? Because he want L wants the girl to to get with him. Yeah. Um, how you doing, Miss? Shocker. My name is L. I'm from Queen, <laughs> right? Um, licking those lips. Yeah, that was from 1996, I believe. And there's another version where if you bought the cassette or the CD, the lounging that made it onto MTV and the radio was a remix. So of course you had to go buy the CD single if you wanted it to bump it in your car or yeah. something. So. Right. I hated that trick that the music industry was doing. I hated well, that. listen, yeah. that trick came back to bite them did. in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that? Now LL doing cameos. <laughs> 20 bucks. So yeah, LL lounging remix right. featuring Total. That's my Good number three. Cut. Man, remember Total? So uh, number two, hip hop love song for you, Langan? I got uh, Busta Rhymes, Janet Jackson, What's It Gonna Be? Uh, I love the track itself. The, the keyboard washes on it. It's just a different kind of track and Busta just does his thing like spitting a hundred miles a minute but so easy and like yeah the, the, it's laid back but it, like aggressively quick you know the, his rapping against the juxtapose against the quiet storm feel of the music exactly is like I don't know who's ever done that before yeah you know? and he's got even like he brings it he's not like all up in your face Busta you know that shit wouldn't work he's got <laughs> yeah. like a like a deeper laid back tone a little bit but but spitting so fast uh, yeah and like it's it's he's unique as hell you know he's definitely like that guy who uh spills his son's cereal in the car (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like rah rah like a dungeon dragon Uh, uh, uh. a fucking poor kid (laughs) (laughs) um so my number two man yeah i guess these top two make make sense to me um so uh the roots you got me nice awesome uh, this is, uh, I, I don't think the roots have ever made a bad record. No. They're phenomenal. I think black thought is really getting his shine now. Yeah. I think since, since the track that just dropped 
like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Bananas. Black Thought versus Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a great song. Bananas. But I think him getting his shine from like um, Static Selecta, mm-hmm. I think him doing Bird's Eye View, which was like my favorite verse of 2013, him being on the Imperial, once again with Static Selecta, being my favorite verse of 2014, um, I think a lot of people are just. And when you go back to Pun, he was on Super Lyrical. So, like, he knew like you know, like everyone knew black thought was was a killer and and it's great to see him doing his thing uh but this song in particular great hook um eve does the the female mc verse mm-hmm. uh and mary j blige right does the uh the hook no, erica badu erica badu yeah. yeah what am i saying um it's also a great uh course in storytelling yeah oh you know, absolutely it just takes you from point a to point to the yeah. end of the story and you're like one one song is great. They have some really cool songs like this. Um, Proceed being, no, actually a silent treatment off of, um, fuck, I don't remember the name of the record. It's their second record. Um, but also Seed is another really cool uh, storytelling one from, uh, that's, that's a phrenology with um, uh, Cody Chestnut. Proceed is from the Do You Want More, right? Do You Want More, yeah. yeah. Silent treatment off of Do You Want More. That's another one that's kind of sounds like this. Really good, man. The roots roots have a have a really deep uh, musical palette, so I love that. So that's my number two, which brings us to number to one. Number one, okay. So Joe, um, Lost Boys, Renee, nice. Renee, yeah. Also, what are the remix? <laughs> right, I think the cassette single had the one that the radio was playing. Yes. Um. So you had to spend an extra dollar fifty for that one back so in they the day. Get you. They played over in in Santa Reach, which is over there somewhere, uh, years ago. And uh, it was a place called Tokyo Joe's. Remember yeah, Tokyo Joe's? I saw Corey Feldman there. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like just hanging out or bartending? Nah, or... I went to see his oh, band. I was doing something. The there. Love Movement. <laughs> okay. Is he the Corey that's alive? or is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the one with the... We were talking about his his filmography. Yeah. Like from... like He was the shit for a minute. Five years? Yeah. He was in Gremlin, Stand By Me, The Burbs, Friday the 13th, Goonies. Lost Boys, Goonies, Dream yeah. wow. Home Dream, runs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We start. And then from License then, to Drive? License to Drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he had the world by the balls. And then he got taken by the balls. Uh. <laughs> but um, so what I remember about them playing Tokyo Joe's is. Um, some of my ex-girlfriend's friends went there, and uh, one of them had sex with one of the Lost Boys, and she was forever known Freaky as... Ta. I don't remember. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rest Freaky in peace, ta. man. Rest in peace. But she was o- always uh, known as the Tokyo Ho. Because she... <laughs> <Works. laughs> it was just funny. Well, Renee is a good... Uh, another storytelling classic, because you're just into it since the be- very beginning of the song, and how's this going to turn out? But... Uh, there's this one lyric that makes me always make me laugh. Uh, she, Shorty wanted to be a lawyer. So in other words, she studied law. Like, <laughs> you just needed to make that rhyme. We know that, that dude. <laughs> but I don't know why joke. I didn't remember that, but that's probably It's got good fun. 90s stuff in there. It's like pager code, beeper codes, and sure. like, you know, rolling up and riding the train and getting hot dogs. It's a new, great hook. New, yeah. That's a great record. Yeah. yeah. Really good chorus. That's and it, it's like an actual chorus. It's like an actual chorus where, like, um, it's like beyond a hook. Like it, it's like a regular song chorus, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the musical, the hook, and then he just always repeats after, like, I reminisce about my shorty every day. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, you want to at the end of the story, she's dead, right? Yeah. 
Um, Didn't so turn out well. Never studied yeah. law. Nope. That's a ghetto it. fairy tale. That's my number That's one. It. Yeah. Laying a number one hip hop love song I'm of going the 90s. Woo again. Uh, Inspect the Deck, Femme Fatale from uh, Uncontrolled Substance. Wow. Femme Fatale, Pussycat Dug Growl, like that. Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Well, uh, Deck is my favorite MC in the clans. Yeah. One of my favorite MCs is ever. Wow. Uh, I think he's so underrated. Underrated, yeah. He never had that solo album that worked out, but his stuff he's doing in Czarface now is bananas. It's ridiculous. But like, look at his guest verses on, you know, above the clouds. And whenever he steps in, like I his verse on Cream, like, forget about it. I think, uh, I forgot who mentioned it, but they said that he seems to work better as a group. Yeah. He that, knows his role. He knows yeah. he plays his yeah. position. Right. But yeah, yeah, this this song is just, you know, it's a real, ch- there's a lot of good songs on his first record. but uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, uh, Rec Room. Rec Room, on there. Yep, there's Ninth a, Chamber. There's a couple movers and shakers, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, this one's just about him, you know, seducing this girl and stuff like that. and uh, Checking her oil. But my, my favorite line is, she threw the pussy like Steve Young from all angles. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't remember that one. So clever. It's still, I like, it's the second I hear that song. Like Steve that lyric. Young. Yeah. Well, That's 90s. You know. yeah. For like the 49ers. 1999, yeah. He's post, the post-Montana quarterback. Yeah. I remember playing, won. I don't know much about football, except how to play Super Tech Mobile. Yeah. And I remember. Bo Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about Bo Jackson, Tech Mobile. But yeah, Inspect the Deck, Femme Fatale. Probably not a lot of people heard it, but it's a good it's, one. it's 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 a banger. All right, so my number one, uh, which I can't believe you guys didn't mention, but I guess it's we were trying to not step on each other's toes. That's what it was. Uh, Tribe Called Quest, Electric Relaxation, like in brown, it's yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Um, yeah, man, it's just great beat. You know, yeah, absolutely, just uh. It's it's probably their most famous song, I think, or like their most like commercially appeal, like appeal, you know. Scenario, is pretty true. scenario, but I think Benita scenario Apple is more Ma. for like like the hip hop heads. Yeah, but I think more for like I, I think more for like the casual fan. I mean, right. like you know, like this is like their stairway. <laughs> you know? Gotcha. Well, that was from Midnight Marauders, which was like kind of the commercial peak. Yeah. So they were getting on MTV. They were getting on like you know all the radio stations. Yep. Yeah. So that was that. What was it? The singer from like Midnight Marauders, Award Tour. Award Tour. Yeah. 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 That's a good one too, though. That that line is memorialized on T-shirts. I like them. Brown, yellow. Brown, yellow. You know. Yeah. Haitian. Rest in peace, Fife. Dog. Siemens Furniture. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that that wraps everything up. There's only one question left to ask. Um, Joe, for some reason, uh, you brought up two bands that I fucking forgot. <laughs> like the land of time just took them from yeah, my memory. Man. Uh, when you mentioned Alias, I automatically remembered that 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 cover because I remember the self titled and I remember that fucking song was everywhere. The logo, a, yeah. big A. Yeah. So Alias, um, Canadian rock and roll band who specialize in like power ballads. The lead singer, Freddie Kersey, um, was previously in a band called Sheriff, who who their power ballad was When I'm With You. So the I guess the question for you guys, and I don't even know how I'm going to answer it right this minute, is which is the better power ballad of the two? Alias More Than Words Can Say or Sheriff When I'm With You? Yeah. Both went top top three. On the Billboard 100, Sam had to play. play I had I, I had to play them for him because he was. He was I recognized the Alias cover from working in Record World. Yeah, in Square Circle. I remember putting it on the shelf. 
And uh, but those were the first times I I think I heard those songs. I didn't remember Sheriff by name, but when I heard the song, I'm like, oh, I know this fucking yeah. song. Yeah. So because to you, you can't really decide which one you like the most. I pick Sheriff. So for me. Yeah, like I, I more than words could say, really cool, and, and they're almost like the same song, to be honest with you. That, that's why I can't pick. <laughs> it's tough. But I go sheriff because there's a lot more woes, and <laughs> I'm a sucker for, for is you know for for being a, a, a Misfits fan. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a big sucker. Like oh, there you go. The yeah, that's why we won't. It's high. <laughs> yeah, uh, not woke because we. That's not what you know. We're 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 more into woes than we are. <laughs> so yeah, I go sheriff and you go sheriff. Agreed. I think you just sold me on sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's I think it's a better song. And the chorus is the chorus just bangs. Uh, he does a lot of babies too, right? Baby. Yeah. 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 I mean listen, when you, you got had to then. When you yeah, yeah when you when a baby you, quota. Yeah. <laughs> your number of your certain number of babies in the power ballad love songs. I'm just glad we got to that, you know? I'm glad that we. This just shows three people can sit down and hash things out and come to an agreement. You yeah. know, this so hope, sheriff this with the clean the world. sweep. I think yeah, sheriff, sheriff clean the, sweep. Yeah, I mean we we could we could bring it to the Facebook group and see what they say. Let's ask Eddie Trump. <laughs> uh, he probably denied both of their existences, right? <laughs> um, cool, Joe. Thank you yeah. for hey, indulging for us. Thanks for us. trooping. Yeah, thanks for indulging and uh, interacting with our just ridiculous, pointless. Fucking yeah! You're coming back because I feel like we just scratched the surface. Oh, we yeah. did. So, uh, we, thanks, Red River, for having me. And, no doubt. You know. Yeah, I, I knew once. Once you did, uh, if I rule the world, I was like, oh yeah, this guy. Because <laughs> even George said he's like, you got to get that guy on Red River. Yeah. I'm like, I think I did. Perfect. So. Well, thanks for having me. No I appreciate doubt. the time and the, you know, the shine and the and the minutia. It was great. That's now it. I got some songs to listen to. That's it. Uh, all these songs are going to be on a playlist. Um, I know Outburst has like a mini documentary on YouTube, right? Yes. So it's like um, a three part. Blackout Records uh, YouTube channel. There's uh, well all done, three parts man. of Miles to Go yeah. um, 30 years later. It was yeah. well done. That's it. Yeah. Super celebrity in the oh, house. Shout out to Darren Nanos for directing it. Oh, Watch. Darren. Another yeah. Long Island guy. That's right. Darren did the, the, the light tower thing. Yes. With, uh, with Chris. With Chris. Yeah. yeah. My, my other fellow Filipino. You know what I also noticed? Before we run out of time, my two of my favorite guitar players, Filipinos, Joey Santiago from the Pixies and Kirk Hammett. Oh, nice. Wow. Oh, Kirk Hammett's one of you guys? Fun yeah. fact. Oh, yeah. Those are like my two, for sure. So you like when I was doing the Kirk Hammett solos on my yeah. piano for yeah. one? <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> We're out. <Bye. laughs> Peace. Later.